Welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, your co-host, Kevin Clark. Across the table from me. Travis Vogt. Yeah. Caddy Corner to me and Travis. Matt Lynch. Matt Lynch. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Great. Great. We just recorded another podcast a minute ago for some other people. Yeah. Yes, the Deadbeat Film Society. We talked about Titanic. Mm-hmm. Look out for that. Keep, keep it keep it in your feeds. Coming to an Academy Awards ceremony near you. Very <laughs> I soon. think they're banking there, so that ad actually might come out after this one does. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. We uh, we disagreed about that one a little bit. Kevin and Kevin and Matt, bigger Titanic fans than I yeah. am. We love it. Well, we're on the right side of history. Oh, yeah. Keep telling yourself that, buddy. <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> for those so who don't know, Matt Lynch day. is constantly telling himself he's on the right, right, side, right side, side of history. history. He's been wrong so far, but he keeps telling himself that. <laughs> You were a big fan of Coney, 2012, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you turned out real wrong on that one. I'm telling you guys, this Coney is where it's at. That's, that's my Matt Lynch impression. Uh, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, you know, I'm working on it. Coney. Coney, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't swing a cat without Matt talking, saying nice things about Coney back Coney. in the day. Yeah. Deep. I'm a big fan of Coney. <laughs> they still are. Oh. You still? Yeah, sure. Why not? Wow. I'm on the right okay. side of history. Look, history will bear me out. Yeah. It could be hundreds of years from now. We'll all be dead. Well, that's true. Yeah, good point. Who cares about history because we're all going to be dead anyway? Yeah. <laughs> Climate change is real, Travis. I think that's George... another thing I'm on the right side of history about. Climate change. Climate is... change. You argue that it's real. Yeah. But you also are for it. <laughs> I'm for the mass extinction of humanity, yeah, yes. Because it's not going to be all of humanity that ex- gets extinct. No, some people most. will live. Yeah. And It'll you're be... you're fairly confident you're going to stick it out in the in the apocalypse I, times? No, I never said that. Oh, do you, do you, think, just, you want to die. Do you think the living will envy the dead or that the dead will envy the living? What do you think? What do you think about I that? I already man? envy the dead. I mean... Okay. <laughs> do you envy every dead person? I think I, think I envy the dead because... The dead aren't here recording this podcast. Oh, my. My, oh, my. I would say no one's forcing you to do this, but we do have him hooked up to like a saw-type contraption that will kill him if he doesn't do this Like the movie Untraceable. I'm not not pointing a gun at him, but I do have a gun, and he knows that I have it, so it's pretty... Well, as I say, it's better to have a gun and not need it than need a gun and not have it. But I'll use it if I I have to. I know. I've been saying that for years, too. Another thing... I'm on the right side of history about it. Travis will use that gun. I will. I've never seen you use it. You don't introduce a gun. It's like Chekhov's rule. I introduced the gun. Chekhov's vote. Years ago when I when I stole it. Nuclear weapon Out of a cop car. <laughs> Different Chekhov. Which... Well, that was the same guy. Oh, okay. that was the, because that's the playwright, right? Yeah. Okay. He wrote all those plays. The Star Treks? Uh-huh. <laughs> Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's yeah. phaser, am I right? Oh, man. Oh. This could be the show. This is the show. Oh. Well, it is right now. We're good. Oh, what's today's uh, what's today's uh, movies, everybody? <clears throat> today's movies. I'm asking, are... I, I know, but I'm asking, seeing if you guys know. Pop quiz, hot shots. Today's today's theme is what you talking about, Willis. We're gonna have three Bruce Willis epics. I'd say two and a half because he's barely in one of these. Not a hundred percent sure I'm gonna go with that for the title. It's pretty long. Call, I mean, you know, what, what you talking about, Willis? I mean, we got it. We got it. Two and a half hours of this podcast to figure it out. <laughs> that long? Willis, Sorry. What is it? Wi- <laughs> Sorry, <everybody>. Willis Diller. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I mean, we got striking distance to talk about here. I don't think we'll be able to talk about striking distance for less than an hour and a half. All right. So anyway, 1993's striking distance. 1994's Color of Night, 
and 2007's The Perfect Stranger. 2007, pretty far afield from the, we usually do it 80s fits. and 90s, but it really fits. It, it fits. It's very much the kind of movie where, like, why was this made These, in these occasional forays into the mid-2000s where they actually tried once again to do this kind of movie, yeah. you know, uh, are, always, are always rewarding yeah. to mm-hmm. one degree or another. Because they're still, it's like people making the same kind of movie that we're talking about, but years after that was anything yeah. that anybody wanted to fucking see. I mean, people must have gone and seen the the people who did see Perfect Stranger in in theaters must have just been call like, us what? if you're one of those people. Yeah, <laughs> you saw this in the theaters. People, there's just even if you're not savvy with movies, it, just, it must have been a feeling in the back of your head like, why is this in a theater right now? What is yeah. happening? Yeah, who decided to make this fucking movie? You think the guy who directed The Watcher went and saw Perfect Stranger and was like, ah, I could have been a contender? <laughs> oh know? man. Oh, sadly, sadly, we Joe the, Charbonic. Yeah, we have not been call reached. us. <laughs> Charbonic has still not. <laughs> reached us yet Trebonic we're still here the lines are open D- slide into our DMs if you're somehow listening to this live slide into our DMs at suspense kills on Twitter Come yes on. give us your side of the story otherwise we're just going to assume you're a monster and you're responsible for everything that went wrong in that film yeah I mean even and even if we're right we want to know and we watched some bad movies uh, for this this one we're doing now but uh, still not even still, still nothing, still from nothing the watcher. even close to how bad the watcher was. watcher's the one to beat as far as yeah. shittiness yeah, is concerned I think you're right yeah, so yeah. congratulations the watcher and like I think by I don't a pretty think wide it'll be margin. beat. Yeah. I mean, even when we do like, even if we get into some straight to video shit, that like, there's like excuses. For, you know, there's you're like, well, this is like the. You know, I feel like there will always be some kind of excuse. Whereas that one's like, what reason does this movie have for being so bad? Anyway, we could go on about the Watcher for another four uh, hours. No, let's not do that. Let's go. Let's instead of uh, a terrible, terrible, terrible movie, mm-hmm. let's talk about a terrible, terrible movie, movie. <laughs> but that is pretty damn fun, in my opinion. Dead body in the water. We fished it out. The victim's name is Cheryl Putnam. I thought he was dumped up river late last night. Whoever killed her hung on to her for a while before he mailed her. How do you know? Uh, I used to be a homicide detective. Detective Thomas Hardy. Tom Hardy? You're famous, man. Infamous. Was once the most decorated officer on the Pittsburgh police force. You're a talented guy. You can be anything you want to be. I like my life just the way it is, Pop. Until he broke rank. Loyalty above all else, except honor. And told the truth. It was a Pittsburgh cop that killed these girls. Just ask these guys. 1993's Striking Distance. Yeah. From director Rowdy Harrington, oh. who you might remember from Jack's Back. Yeah. Jack's Back. And, Jack's of back. course, the great film Roadhouse. Yeah. <clears throat> Starring Bruce Willis. Yeah. As Pittsburgh cop Tom Hardy. No relation to the actor Tom Hardy. No. Who is? He, uh, but he is related to every other cop. Every in, other cop in, in this, this movie. movie. One of the things this movie has going for it that I that I enjoy is uh, it's Bruce Willis in shitbag mode. He and is in shitbag mode. He doesn't start in shitbag mode, but you know it's gonna get there because the movie came out in 1993. You know it's 1993 and you're seeing this in theaters. But the opening of the movie says Pittsburgh 1991. 1991. So also, you know some bad shit's gonna happen to yeah. Bruce Willis and he's gonna be like a drunk piece of shit at and, some and point. Also, it takes place in Pittsburgh and, and having spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh let me tell you that's that's what they have <laughs> do they call it would you say that it is more like Schittsburg are you yes. willing to go that far as yes, to say ouch it's, it's, it that's not good. true I actually like Pittsburgh Ouch. Pittsburgh's it a great town it looks good in this city well, I don't know movie. I don't know who's on the right side of history here Pittsburgh's a perfectly nice town having not been to Pittsburgh but uh, definitely I make, like this, I have been to Schittsburg this is a no dirt bag it. this is a dirt bag vibe they make great steel there mm. great steel <laughs> I wish they were allowed to make more they filmed the Dark Knight Rises there 
Is that right? right? Yeah, like Matthew Modine's neighborhood in that movie. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert, Matthew Modine is in uh, The Dark Knight Rises, something Ooh, no uh, one remembers. I'll cut that. <laughs> uh, I believe we covered this on our last podcast. <clears throat> yeah, but his, like, his neighborhood is like <laughs> real close to where my grandma lives. Oh, wow, your grandma lived in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Okay. Wait, how far away from George Romero did she live? Don't know. Okay. Well, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of movie famous how, movie guys. How close to, did M. Night Shyamalan live? Next door in Philadelphia. That's amazing. Philadelphia. Yeah. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, Tom Savini's from Pittsburgh, and uh, what's his name? One of them other uh, famous uh, makeup guys now. Uh, Kurtzman or Berger. Or... He lived down by the water. The water, yeah. That's yeah. how they call it. That's how they call Nicotera, it. Yeah, Nicotera. And he does not have a Pittsburgh accent in this movie, which is very telling. Well, Nobody Willis. does. They all have Bruce. They all have New York accents. Yeah, they all have hey, New York welcome accent. to fucking or, Pittsburgh or over here. Farina is like his, I think he's, he's Chicago. Chicago, so he's just yeah. got his Chicago Aim accent. I'm from Pittsburgh over here, you <laughs> gays. Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina here. Dicka, Bears. Get your fucking shine box. That wasn't me. <laughs> Is anybody in this movie from that Boston? Another guy. Somebody from Boston? Do your uh, fucking job. I don't know where the fuck I'm is. The where's Tom guy. Sizemore from? Ooh, where is Tom Sizemore he from? He's from Shitsburg. He is from heaven. I'm not going to look it up or anything. I just... <laughs> he crawled out of the ground. Char- Joe Charbonic, if you're sliding into our DMs, can you tell us where Tom Sizemore is from? Tom Sizemore was born like an Urukai pulled out of the mud. <laughs> Bear me an army worthy of Sizemore. <laughs> He, is, he, had no, he had no reason to exist. You will taste man flesh, Tom Sizemore. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great, pal. What's uh, tatus? What's tatus, Tom Sizemore? <laughs> Potatoes. Yeah. Like one of the most loathsome people to come out of Hollywood, and that is so much competition. Uh, Tom so, Sizemore, Gollum. <laughs> So a lot happens in like a very short amount of time at the what beginning of striking at the beginning distance. Of this movie. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it is it's incident like, rich. It's like and it and it then it slows way down for a while. Um, well, because we because we get into it. so because like the the tragic thing happens. The the reason a lot why, of tragic why, things. The are reason happening. why it says 1991 and you know and it doesn't take place in 1991. You know some bad shit's going to happen to influence like the way the character is later on. Yeah. So at the beginning, he seems like he's perfectly screenwriting fine. 101. He's a respected uh, homicide detective. His dad is his partner, well, which I don't know. No, his he's dad a, isn't his partner, is he? He's his boss. I think he's the head of the. Yeah, homicide they're driving unit. off because in, in the car partner, together. They have a whole bunch of. Oh, dis- you're right. His yeah, partner yeah, yeah. is his cousin, yeah. Tom. Who, Sy- or no, uh, uh, Robert Pastorelli, Robert Pastorelli, who he's who he's uh, gone snitch on uh, because of some police brutality. And this police brutality case, by the way, is going. It's he's this guy's gonna is getting raked over the coals for it, which is, seems unrealistic. Seems more, less realistic than a lot of what happens in right. One Good Cop, sadly. <laughs> Which is unreal. What's unrealistic? Just that about he's it? getting punished for police brutality. Oh yeah. Oh, at all. No, oh, I thought you meant like Bruce Willis getting raked over. No, the no, no. Coals Bruce Willis no, getting yeah, raked yeah. over the coals by his by the other cops because he's yeah, testifying. The, the other him. cops are. That's mad very. At him. That's realistic. But the fact that this like guy, this guy is getting punished at all for police brutality, which we don't ever really. I don't know. He like. I don't remember. Recall it being very thoroughly articulated. Right. Uh, so, but just they, the fact that this is like a big deal is kind. Of, I guess talk, it was. They do talk about the incident. You don't see the incident where Pastorelli does the police brutality, no. but you get for the for the perspective from other people that this was bad police brutality for police who would <laughs> yeah. ordinarily be inclined to turn their heads. At That's it. right. I think they were was, like, "This was fucked up." Look, I'm down for punching people in the face and like torture, a little bit of light torture, but yeah. this was fucked up. Yeah, I feel like the judge actually says that's verbatim what the judge says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the case. So. So, so they go. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh. So then his dad picks him up for uh, to go to the policeman's ball. 
Uh-huh. And there's oh, well, there's the also also there's like the a, there's also because there's a serial killer yeah. who's been killing uh, people and dumping their bodies, killing women. Yeah, and dumping we open, their bodies. Oh, we open we open we with open that. with a, yeah. a cool title sequence where a real cop car drives up to the camera. Then you get electricity. I don't know why was there electricity in this movie? Oh, because of the ta- uh, the tasers. The okay. tasers and the electricity goes and then it says striking distance yeah. and then mm-hmm. it goes and the cop car is now a toy cop car yeah. that's driving around. There's a and, and so this is a thing that the killer uses somehow. And uh, there's like a, there's like he just drives, like a, just he just drives, he just he drives it around on the floor while the girl drives is tied up. Drives around on the floor, ladies tied up, and then he like calls calls up what news the services, cops. the cops, and the plays cops. that little red. Hey there, little red red. Oh, that's great. Is in other lyrics to this song. It's you sure are looking good. Oh, yeah, yeah. fucking rhymes. That rhymes. Yeah, I, well, yeah, it's I verify that. All rhymes. songs rhyme. Good good rhymes with wood. Good good. <laughs> Hold I on, ver- hold I on, let me check. Hold on, let me check. Should? I'm checking Wikipedia. Joe Charbonic just emailed me. He said it, <laughs> oh, it does run. Oh, you heard from Joe? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it, though. He's gone now. He's, yeah. He said bye, and I'm gone. <laughs> I can't trace the call. <clears throat> yeah, so that so that's the, basically the MO of the serial killer. He, he, he kidnaps ladies. The, at the beginning, at least. He changes his MO a little bit. He changes his MO. For reasons that are thuddingly obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, that's that's how it opens, uh, and so we know that this guy's out there. Bruce yep. Willis is driving in the car with his dad, John Mahoney, Frazier's dad, also, uh, and, and his dad keeps he drops a lot of because you find out they relate that he's related to his partner. They, everybody a lot is of related. exposition here. Yeah, every this, single cop in the Pittsburgh police force is related to each other. Dad, I don't know. I don't know. The cops like me. Ah, just because you turned on your partner, who's also your cousin. Yeah, I know. I know, Dad. I know that. But you know, I was seeing this nurse before. You're not seeing the nurse anymore. I'm not seeing the nurse anymore. Well, that come back i don't know probably <laughs> uncle dennis farina is mad at me he's not really mad at you he's fine he's fine with it he understands yeah, yeah. john mahoney's of, is, is his uncle not his dad john mahoney's yep. his dad john mahoney's his dad dennis, dennis farina's his uncle also later john mahoney on, is irish dennis farina is italian and, and, I, i'm and, not and sure and how so this dennis farina's robert passarelli's dad and yeah yes. and tim tom sizemore and tom sizemore and, tom sizemore's and then later on he has another uncle uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's Tom uh, Atkins. Tom Atkins. <laughs> right. Tom Atkins shows up nice. for like one scene. He's just he's the he's the uncle that has <clears throat> he's no nice. problem with he's him. He's nice, turning. but he is creepy because he goes because he's talking about his hot new partner and he goes, "Don't fuck her, don't fuck her." <laughs> and Bruce Willis it does not fuck her for another hour or so. So like he, he does. But anyways, we we need to we need to get to the crux of it. So they're driving around, and this is funny, funny stuff, funny action movie type trope. This is this movie fits in well. It is a suspense movie largely, but they wedge some action in. This opening stuff all feels like it was part. The rest of the, a lot of the action scenes in this feel like they were tacked on because they needed more, more action. Yeah. This feels like this feels this, like it this was the inciting incident. Yeah, and then maybe the rest of it wasn't going to be so much a chase movie mm-hmm. and um, so they get some funny stuff where they're like there's a guy who's a perp who's driving no, away it's the murderer it's the murderer so and then they're like okay we gotta follow him and then they get in a high speed car chase yeah. and continue their casual life yep. conversation yes. while the action's happening because you know action guys <laughs> like when are you gonna settle down and give me some grandkids <laughs> smash you know that yep. sort the, of the stunt work in this opening sequence is pretty good yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool oh, yeah. especially liked and I always like this when this happens in movies but there's a part when they have like three roadblocks blocking off the guy <laughs> And you're like, they've got him. And he just like drives and knocks something over yeah. and then goes into a lower level. And you're like, shit, he got out of that. It was pretty inventive. He's good yeah. Because he's got, he seems to have the skills of a cop. Well, oh my God. well they think he's a cop. And I think it Bruce was, Willis thinks De- he's a Bruce cop. Bruce Willis thinks he's a cop. But Dennis Farina is the one who gave him that information. He says, I think he's a cop because of the way he acts. And so they're, they're like, seems under the have impression, have he seems to our be. Te- our tactics down. Right. 
So they're chasing this guy, and they're like, "We're gonna get this murderer." They block him off. There's a funny scene too where they have like it all roadblocked, and then Dennis Freena shows up, and they're like, they've all got their guns out, and they're all having like a funny, like, oh, yeah. a funny family chat with each other before before they blow this. <laughs> I think blow Dennis. This guy I think away. Dennis Farina like shows up and goes, "Hey, I'm the uncle you were talking about." Or something. <laughs> yeah. Like he says himself You're by like, name. Hey, Uncle Dennis Farina. Hey, how's it going over there? <laughs> I brought myself a deep dish pizza <laughs> from Chicago. And from fucking Chicago. <laughs> from fucking Chicago. Who wants Dennis? Yeah, hold my hold my hat, Dag. George went. Gypsons also from we're Chicago. From sausages and gypsons, Malort. Anybody? We're from fucking Pittsburgh. I sure do love those bowls. Have you ever had that gypsons, Malort? I have not. I would love. We've to had some. Though. What? That stuff we got it in Austin. Uh, that, that disgusting liquor that tastes like uh, burnt tires. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. They, love, ba- they love making people drink it in I Chicago. I barely remember that. Oh, Our friend Rich was like, it's pretty good. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, yeah. God, guy's not got no taste buds or something. Oh, no. <laughs> fuck. He doesn't have a sense of smell. That Rich, is actually yeah, true. Rich, Rich, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> that stuff was gross. <laughs> he shot a bottle rocket up his nose when he was a kid, like a, like a Selma Bouvier. Joe, Joe Charbonic, slip into our DMs and let us know what happened to Rich's sense of smell. <laughs> and how you feel about Jepson's Malort. <laughs> Charbonic, we want to know everything. Tell us yeah, everything. Just, so, we want to go deep on you, Joe Charbonic. So Deep Dish Farina shows up and is all like, hey, how's it going? I'm your uncle. <laughs> And then the car gets away, and then they go into a longer... This is just a car chase for yeah, a while. Yeah, it's a car chase. And it's, then it's a car um, chase. It, it climaxes where the car, the Bruce Willis and his dad and the killer go off the road together, and the cars both tumble down this hill, and then Bruce Willis like wakes up. Yeah. And then... He, he finds, wakes up, and two cops, like, <laughs> he, is, he is wildly injured, and two yeah. cops just yank him out of the car and stand him up on his yeah. legs. And his leg is, his leg is like, fucked. My legs, my leg's really fucked up, guys. And they're like, get up. Come on, get up. Here you go. <laughs> we go. You're a Pittsburgh cop. You don't have feelings. <laughs> and uh, and then and then uh, deep, dish, was... deep dish Farina comes up to him and is like, hey, uh, got <laughs> bad news about your dad there, pal. <laughs> Your dad, Bill Swirsky. Your dad's dead. John Mahoney. <laughs> John Mahoney. Your dad get shot in the head. Got shot in the head. Get shot right in the head. Not in a good way. Right in the old computer. Took, right in the took good... a pillow right here. So he didn't die. So his, nobody, his nobody died in this. out like deep dish mozzarella there. <laughs> nobody died in this car crash, which seemed like it would kill somebody. Uh, his dad got shot in the head by the killer. Yeah, dad got shot in the head. But and we we'll, didn't see and we, we don't know. Nobody, the killer got away. The killer got away. The killer got away. And Bruce Willis is, well, how did, how did that happen? All these other cops were after him. There's no way this guy could have gotten away. Yeah. So we'll find out later why. Yeah. Bruce Willis. Although cries. if you think about it, you figure it out pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I think it cuts to like a week later or something. He's at the in, trial. He's in crutches. It's at the trial uh, for Robert Pastorelli, and uh, everyone's mad at him. Like, what Steve, are you? What's his? Uh, Brian, what's James Brian James. Brian James. I love him. He's like the dickhead cop. He's so who's like, well, you, you didn't fucking already do it enough. You got to come to his sentencing. You piece of shit. Yeah, fuck you. That guy's yeah. always. That guy's. I miss that dude. He, he was, was always he, he was, was always good. good. He would pop up in all these action movies and fit in, and then he's like the studio executive and the player, and yeah. somehow somehow was like, yeah, yep, yeah, he knows what a turtle is, yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah. And but, so, uh, so but, everyone hates Bruce Willis, but he's there for the he's there for the trial. But Robert Pastorelli has not shown up. Yeah, he's not there. He well, they also for his don't, own. don't they get somebody else for the killer too? They arrest another guy. They do. They, they, they got that, a, they got a that's, and that's like yeah. it's weird because. That part is like really tossed off because there's all this shit going on. This was like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So his dad died. He's injured. The k- killer got away. 
all this stuff has happened, and then he's like going into his his police brutality trial, and then they're like, "Oh, here's the guy we got for the murder. This is an eyewitness." Anyway, and so it almost, it almost like is a toss stuff. I'm like, what? Yeah. I was you know, I was watching it with Sophie, and I think I had to like go back, go back, and t- like she was like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, they got a guy who's a killer." She's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, you might have like looked away for a split second, but they had this one line where they were like, "This is the guy we arrested to be the killer." Anyway, here's this other thing. Yeah, he walks by Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis is like, "What the fuck is happening?" That guy couldn't. Uh, that guy couldn't that lift. Guy couldn't, couldn't lift a goddamn thing. That guy just... couldn't lift a fucking suitcase. He can't throw a woman off a bridge. Yeah, he sizes this dude up immediately. <laughs> that guy's a pussy. <laughs> the dude is a real wiener. He's a real. He's a real limp noodle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I didn't. Yes, yes. I didn't do the murder. <laughs> and so anyways. <laughs> Him and Dennis Farina put that guy in a room with the other guy. Oh, boy. Deep dish Deep Farina. Dish Farina. Guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a new nickname. It's pretty good. Uh, so they find out, one way or another, I can't remember, that Pastorelli is on a bridge. He's he jumped making, off a he's bridge. He's making a spectacle like, of himself. Yeah, he's like yelling. He's like, I'm going to kill myself because of this thing. Oh, there's my cousin. So, I didn't think I was ever going to be brought to justice for my crimes. Sucks. So I'm, Bruce, aren't I the best police officer? And yeah, I'm the best cop. He's I'm like, the best Daddy, cop. Daddy, tell me I'm the best cop. And D- Deep Dish Farina is like, you're the best cop. You're the best His other guy. son, Tom Sizemore, was like, whoa, what am I? Chopped liver over here. I'm the best cop too, but hey, get down from there. Get down from there. Bruce Willis is like, yeah, you're the best cop, pal. And they're like, oh, you're you show up. You can't pal. show up to his hearing. Now you show up here to fucking make him do Why don't you give him a push? Someone says. Yeah. Everyone hates Bruce Willis. <laughs> they all hate him because he's a snitch. It's so funny too because this is like following the scene where his dad was like murdered by this like serial killer, and then all the cops. Yeah, are nobody's still just sympathetic to so, him. No, a like, little moment of humanity. It's for always this false. Guy. I, think it's always my, I think one of them he says, "I don't give a shit if his dad was a, his dad was a good cop, but he's a piece of shit snitch or whatever." Cool. No. cool. You know. You know. I can't no, believe I'm hearing myself say this. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just say that? Well, am I a bad person? Fuck. <laughs> Uh, so Pastorelli's on the bridge acting a clown yeah. acting a fool acting a damn fool he looks like he's gonna take Bruce Willis's hand and come down and then he goes whoop and then jumps off the bridge yeah. and then they look down you don't see the body though oh buddy he, and he, and it's like a good 15 foot drop to the river below so there's no way he could have survived <laughs> and then Bruce Willis breaks up he, Bruce Willis tries hard a little bit in this movie sometimes it's, it's I'm, like it, I'm, it's, so, I'm so used to seeing Bruce Willis on autopilot it's surprising to see him like cry or something I'm not like gonna say he's checked out in uh, these first two movies entirely, but he it like it like is back and forth. It's like he vacillates yes. between checked out Bruce Willis. Well, there and are. Good. I He's, mean, there were heavy reshoots involved, so maybe he yeah, was yeah. checked out at the end. I mean, apparently he blames the even though the director like supported him the whole time, and the reshoots are because test yeah. audiences didn't like the movie. And Bruce Willis, like, kind of just sort of took over and did what he wanted. Harrington was like, yeah, okay, whatever Bruce wants, like supported him the whole time. And right. Bruce Willis is still like, this is your fucking fault. I hate you. Yeah. Cool. This was notoriously in, cool, Bruce Willis. Yeah. So it's not Bruce, but it's like funny because it's always Bruce Willis is like autopilot a lot. But this is right before Pulp, Pulp, Fiction. Pulp Fiction, one of yeah. when Bruce Willis is one of his best performances. Yeah, I mean it's an under that's a underplayed, understated performance yeah. more so. But it's but I mean he's fucking great in that, and so it's just funny that Bruce Willis can he just vacillates between. <laughs> I don't give a shit. 
Sorry, pal. And he does. He does. Or just sobbing when uh, Robert Pastorelli ju- jumps off yeah, the bridge. Yeah, he's really fucking upset. <laughs> he's more upset than Deep Dish Farina, who's supposed to be that guy's dad. <laughs> yeah, you look pretty upset deep, there. Deep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, he's my son and all, but come on, we're trying to be men here. Oh, no, my hot dog fell in the ocean or what whatever you, this crying, is. You crying your pansy because my son died? Is that, is that what's happening? Let's move on. That's what cops do. They die. <laughs> <laughs> Blue lives matter there. <laughs> Put some sport peppers on his hot dog for me there bub <laughs> and uh, so so two years later two years later two years later now it's okay now everything's it's, fine now it's now and everything's fine the movie's over that no, was the whole movie no. you know damn well bruce willis is like how a, do you know like he's a not crushed fine? alcoholic oh, my favorite character in the movie is in this scene it's the fucking cat Oh, the cat! Oh, the the cat. cat! The cat! I can't remember the cat's name now, but it's my favorite character in, look it up. in Striking Distance. Cat gets a lot of play. Yeah, there's a lot of cutaways to the cat when there's sex scenes and stuff. We'll yeah. get to it. Yeah, I'm just uh, saying the cat's in this. Is the key. I think the, this introduced by the cat walking into the walking over to him, and right. then he's he's passed out, and he's like, eh, "Get away from me, you cat! Uh, you're all right." And then get he stands up, pal. and he's holding a an empty bottle of booze or whatever. And yeah, he, he throws an empty bottle of booze into an into a waste basket. Yeah. And then, so you're like, oh yeah, you know, this is my favorite Bruce well, Willis. It's after the after the shit hit the Bruce fan, Willis. apparently they asked they asked Bruce Willis where he didn't want to go, and yep. he said the boat. <laughs> they put him on the boat. Yeah, yep. They he put is, him on. They put him made him ride the boat. Jimmy McDulty's least favorite uh, place to to be a police officer. He's he's a boatman now. Yep. Which means he's got to either wear wear these humiliating shorts <laughs> or sweatpants. Those seem to be the only two options these guys are allowed to wear. And he is a full on asshole. Like he yeah. he's a he's he's the kind of like stoic uh, pr- prank pulling badass that like movies insist that people like, but everybody would fucking it's, hate to work with in it's real life. Funny because he goes from being sort of like what seems like almost a straight shooter yes. type dude at the in the first scene <clears throat> to like last boy scout and yes. i mean i guess His we're supposed to scout. it's supposed to be like that stuff happened but you're like i don't know if that's how people work that they turn into a different movie character <laughs> <laughs> like that they're like I, he was this kind of character and then all of a sudden he's like yeah but all that stuff happened and man now he's like a now real a, now, now a he's scumbag. a real jokester scumbag yeah the tagline for this movie just by the way was <laughs> they shouldn't have put him on the water if they didn't want him to make waves yeah so he's a boat so he's a boat guy and then the it's their fault uh timothy busfield yeah huh? timothy busfield and a bunch of other uh short shorts wearing uh, boat cops in this Busfield's room Busfield's his lamo his lamo uh, nerd partner who's diver like, he's, he's, I guess. Blah, blah. he's like twenty dollars says he's not gonna show up and then he shows up and the other guy loses his twenty dollars <clears throat> we talk just before we get any further since we introduced busfield can we talk about the shorts and socks situation in this movie? Yeah. Can we talk about how awesome it is, you mean? I mean, we can talk about it however you want to, whatever Kev wants. I'm just saying, it nice. needs to be discussed. I was waiting for that. It needs I to be discussed. I can leave now. I can, I'm free. That, when Matt says those magic words, I'm free to go. That's like the genie in Aladdin. Matt, now has free. To, Matt has to sit in this chair where I've nailed his feet to the wall, and it will rip open his job and he leaves oh, before no. the podcast is open. Damn. Jeez. Yeah. I told you it was like in Saw. I don't know. I've never seen any of those like Traceable. It's like untraceable. Mm. Well, we'll find out. The saw of movies. The saw. The saw of movies. Can you imagine if Saw was a movie? Uh, yeah. So, you yeah. saw Saw. Yeah. The shorts. Talking, the shorts and socks shorts. are great. Oh, it's very unpleasant. It's a, it's a great. Com- yeah, they're very. Short. I tell you. I'll tell you this, and, and I think they it's, it's still very hard to look good wearing shorts. And uh. so, like when you have your 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 iconic, cool Bruce Willis movie star having to wear shorts, which I, I'm assuming these boat people have to do. It's a nod to realism. I don't know. 
That that has to be the reason because they look sure. bad. It's they it's, look it's, bad. It's, it's, it looks very dorky. It's it's the tucked in shirt that that is that the, doesn't it's, help. It's the tucked in. It's like shorts. Tuck in polo tuck, shirt. Tuck, tuck in your polo shirt to shorts, then it's a bad look, no yes. matter what. I think era. if he had, I mean, the shoes are okay. I think if he just had some ankle socks, he's got like the socks like bunched up at his ankles, <laughs> and it's like. It's are we talking like, about Busfield specifically? Yeah. Or, okay, yeah. Busfield. But Willis Bus doesn't. Too I mean, but Busfield is dressed up as like he's supposed to be like, like the a, a fucking dickhead. Yeah. dork dickhead. Like. Uh, Willis has the bad socks problem too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Willis, but it seems like he has bad socks because he's drunk. He's just a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't he, know so how to work socks drunk. anymore. And this is another one of those. Two years been by my dad died. I don't know how to use socks, pal. And this, <laughs> pal. And this is one of those. Sorry, pal. Situations that, that turns up in cop stuff all the time, where I'm wondering if this is movie stuff or if there's some bearing in reality where people are like incredibly forgiving of severe alcoholism. Or <laughs> they're like, "Hey, he's late to work. He's probably sleeping one off. That's not an excuse. He's a drunk. That's not like now. a good excuse. Hey, he's sleeping off." being drunk I give guess they a, give him a break and then, he, and then he pulls a hilarious prank where he's making uh, Busfield his partner at the back of the boat untie the back of the boat and then he speeds off yeah. and so Busfield falls in the water Busfield and is not in on the joke he does not find this he's amusing. never punished for this prank and I have to assume that it's like unspoken because it's like his dad died and his dad was like a his a, dad cop, was like a hero captain. cop or something well, I mean so. it's also everyone else's fault they shouldn't have put him on the water yeah they knew he was they gonna make, make waves <laughs> And so he, what, he goes driving off on his boat. Uh, and he's just, just he just leaves his around. partner behind, and then they go, come back and get your partner, is the dispatcher's calling him, and he's this cute little so lady. Go get this, some dry this nice, clothes This nice on. lady dispatcher who's introduced just, well, every woman who's introduced in this movie has a, has a terrible fate waiting her. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, even that even one, I was, I was shocked about that. I was like, God, did was they like, have to kill her too? They have too? to kill every woman in this fucking movie? God damn it. Um, uh, spoiler. Great. So is this, so is this when he finds another body, another body at this point? Oh yeah, he finds another body and it, then he doesn't say anything at the time, but then it, he's got a picture of him with this lady and it turns out it's some lady he used to yeah. date. Long story uh, short, he gets late, yelled bodies, at by, bodies start popping up yeah. in the same way the Red Riding Hood killer was doing two years before and, uh, and this time it's personal because yeah, it's all people ex. it's all people that Bruce Willis all ladies that Bruce Willis so knew a, so the first one and then he comes to work the next day and he's kind of going like oh something's going on here but I'm too drunk to care and then he comes to work the next day and he's got a new partner a cute little uh, cute little Sarah yeah, her name is Joe Parker. so he's like oh my new partner's name's Joe that can only be a man pal yeah. and, uh, She's and like, then nope, they're like turns out it's a lady and he's like this bothers me for about five seconds like he, it, for like a few seconds, he's a misogynist guy, yeah. and he's he like, goes, "I never had a female partner," and she goes, "Me either." Me either. Yeah, and he goes, "Like what?" He leans over to his uh, his <laughs> boss, and he's like, "What is this a joke?" Yeah, I don't like ladies. Apparently, that's part of my character. It's maybe a, it's, it's a man's a, job. It's a boat. <laughs> it's, it's a, a boat. weird thing that I think was like is just but they, a systemic of writing from the time where it's yeah. like where I think it was supposed like it's. Just, it's like, and then of, of course we have to have a couple lines in there about how weird it is that there's a lady cop. I mean, like, it yeah. feels it feels like that rather than the movie actually fucking believes it because, like you said, he's like that for about five seconds and then the movie doesn't. And then, yeah. so I mean, also, I mean, we let's. Well, oh, they do make a lot of cops, a lot of cops make a lot of gross comments about her right throughout I, the movie. Cops, I feel like in movies and in real life have a reputation of being like very open minded, yeah, yeah. especially about <laughs> women liberal, in their liberal ranks. Folks, there's very little harassment involved. None of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. I think the movie movie kind of like it feels like the movie perfunctorily like goes yeah. like goes like anyway we don't like her because she's a lady cop right because cops don't like lady cops or whatever eh, right eh, okay and then he like anyway, there's, a, there's a scene where he like picks up her wetsuit the wetsuit and her wetsuit has boob uh, indentations yeah. in it and he goes fucking california 
Like, he's like, man, no. come on out, have a party, let's go get some drinks. Let's like, go let's change. And uh, and then so they go off, they go off on the boat together. The first thing that they do is they find these partying kids, and yeah. then he like he takes their booze away from them. Doesn't he's punish about them. To, he's about to drink he's it. Gonna, she goes, we gotta write, we gotta drink it. We gotta write him a ticket. She goes, we gotta write him a ticket, and he goes. No, we don't. And then she she sees he's about to. He, she goes over to give him a ticket, and then he, she sees he's about to drink the booze, and he dumps it out in front of her. Fine, fucking no drunk on the job. And and then they run into a shoehorned action scene. I yeah, it has nothing to do with any, anything else. Just people are, have uh, kidnapped a coal boat or something. Yeah. And they're holding the coal the coal boaters hostage. But there is everybody on there drug dealers or something. It there's seems co- like there's there like a, cocaine in there. I think it's like there's it's like a coal boat that like was. That is like been hijacked by some bad guys, but it was uh, front for like some drug smuggling. Because it seems like the guys they have tied up are drug smugglers, and then the bad guys are guys who are like, "We're gonna steal these guys' drugs." <laughs> That's what I got from it. But the the movie, he just it just they drive by it, and she he's like, "There's some Something's guys, right. some guys walking by," and he goes, "Do you see that?" And she's like, "Yeah." And they both using their cop spidey senses have been like, "This this is a bad this Spring is bad into action." You're like, "Because yeah. some guys were on this doesn't look right that there's guys on that boat." <laughs> Yeah, Bruce Willis goes on the boat himself, uh, and then he, she she has sends her to go find backup he, he, or something. Uh, he jumps, he grabs his ladder, and then when the boat goes by, then it cuts, and then he's climbing he's on, on the boat. boat. Yeah. There's no somehow. scene there. He's like un- he goes. There's no scene where it shows him swimming over like Indiana Jones or something. They yeah. just go, yeah, "I'm on the boat now," <laughs> and he and he put he, he has his shotgun shells in his to mouth, make some yeah. I guess to keep it from. Being, I don't know for some reason. Might make sense, and then he's like skulking around on the boat. He uh, he he jacks a guy. He he jacks a guy with the butt of his gun who pops out of a hatch and goes land shark. Yeah, land shark. Such a great line. I don't know. Jesus Christ, I love that land shark. That's got to be one of the reshoots. It's got to be one of those. From what I read, all of the snarky like uh, you know. Quips, quips are like reshoots later that were like I think maybe Bruce Willis's idea. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get more quips in this, pal. This movie's not funny. I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna quip it up. You seen that Die Hard movie? That was pretty good. <laughs> I was quipping like I was quipping up a storm in that quip, 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 quip. <laughs> they called me Quip Drama. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they called me Captain Quips. <laughs> you had that cereal Quips, Quips. Yeah, it's not. Uh, we're, not a, we're not equipped for this kind of discussion. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Anyways, he but go- he's equipped to take over this whole boat, apparently. He, he sure Boom. is. By himself. Because he's a good action guy. And, uh, and Sarah Jessica Parker doesn't help at all. No. Or does she? She helps at the end. Oh, that's right. She does. He's, he skulks up the boat. One part, a part that I thought was pretty funny is there's a bunch of coke put out in lines. Yeah. It's like in lines <laughs> on a mirror. And he's like, what's that? And he has to do the coke tasting thing. I'm like, it's on a mirror in lines. Movie cups. What are- did you think it was? I love movie cups. Cops always tasting cocaine, and I mean, if I'm good a, shit. If it's in a bag, I can see, but like, uh, I'm not sure that cops like don't know what cocaine tastes like. But like, I feel like that there's we're just relying on a lot. Like, all cops are trained to know exactly what cocaine because yeah. they always go. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's real. Stuff. What? There's what the a tra- there's a training <laughs> that happens once a month. We're like, here's this is your, your, okay. to remind you what coke tastes everybody like. Everybody come to a squad room and taste some cocaine. Everybody take one taste. This is what it tastes They've like. They've changed the flavor a little bit, so we're gonna need you to taste this. Taste some heroin. They just they have use like your, a use your pinky. They everybody have pi- use they have your pinky. Piles of different powdered. They have piles of different powders, powdered drugs. And they go, everybody taste some uh, different drugs, and then you can all take the day off. It's a blind taste <laughs> test too. You gotta guess which one is which. <laughs> <laughs> tell me which one is primo, and tell me which one is. Schwag. 
Uh, so and so he gets up to the top. There's these these like this action scene has nothing to do with anything. Long no. story short, he wins. And then there's a and part. They go, and there's they a go part back the to the headquarters, and they're like, "That was some good work today, partner." Yes, it was. And you're like, "You just just fucking shot some dudes." But there's a there's a part at <laughs> the end when when he, like he's he's vanquished everybody, yeah. and she's on a boat behind him, and then like a guy comes up and she's like, "Turn around!" Yeah, and he turns around and shoots him. So she kind of like saves him. She like, and so now he's she's she is she has instantly earned his respect, and all of that stuff about her being a woman is we never hear about that again. Nope. I mean, Water except, under the except, boat. except later when he like wants to fuck her and stuff. Right. Well, so we, she is very. We don't hear about her. That. We don't hear about her being a woman in, as a negative. Yes. From him, the rest of the movie. <clears throat> from other people, constantly. They, whenever they she, find out, she is. A, she has seen this dude be terrible at his job and be an alcoholic and a rageaholic, and she's like, "That is for me." Mm-hmm. Immediately falls guy. hard for him. Yeah. Uh, I think. What well, are they? at this point, then the the he starts getting those phone calls again. Yeah, he's yep. getting the red, blue, red riding hood, and he's getting the phone calls this time directly right. to him, not the cops. And we know, and he knows that the first lady. Who was murdered? Found murdered was his ex. One of his exes. And then uh, he has has men. And then this nurse gets kidnapped. Yep. And we heard earlier in the movie that he's still dating that nurse. Been dating her. I'm not dating that nurse anymore, Dad. I just hope you don't die before my next girlfriend. I'll get her pregnant and make babies with her. I promise. Well, I probably won't die in the next scene. Oh no. <laughs> uh, Frazier. Yeah. So yeah, he find he finds another body, and then uh, and this is it's all starting to feel like a frame up to him because it's all women that yeah. he knows, and this is the second one that he finds, and all these cops that hate him, uh, including Dennis Farina, and then uh, Brian James, who are there at the oh, deep uh, dish, Farina. deep 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 dish Farina, are there at the crime scene, and like they're all like, we fucking still hate you for being a rat. That is probably bitch. some kind of copycat deep, deep killer dish, here. Yeah. Or, uh, deep dish Farina doesn't hate him yet, but he hates him, I think, at the, by the end of this scene. But Deep Dish Farina is not interested in his extracurricular interest in this case because he's not a homicide detective anymore and for reasons of his own mysterious reasons and he Mm -hmm. keeps keeps telling he says we got the guy he's going to the gas chamber the electric chair whatever yeah we're sending him up Lake Michigan uh, the other day I'm gonna, gonna cook. <laughs> so I'm, just, out, I'm loving this show. Out of Chicago stuff. We're, we're gonna cook him better than a than a uh, than um, a deep dish pizza uh, with bratwurst. Pizza on a bratwurst uh, on top of it at Wrigley Field. Yeah. Is that in Chicago? At I a Cubbies game. We're gonna drop him off the Sears Tower or whatever it's called. Now. He's gonna be like the Bears. <laughs> The Red Wings are gonna that there's that our hockey team. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Red Wings. <laughs> that was the Detroit Red Wings. So. <laughs> Who cares? So anyway, uh, uh, this is my favorite show. The, the Deep Dish Farina <laughs> show is. I'm here for the whole thing. So, yeah. uh, so he's so uh, then yeah. So Deep Dish Farina wants him to drop it because Bruce Willis is still convinced yeah, you're that not like, they, they didn't, they didn't get the right guy and that the guy that they were looking for was a cop and now Deep Dish Farina even though that was his his idea was like that's not true the other guy is the guy and go away yeah. he wants him to leave he wants him to leave it alone yeah. he was found guilty in a court of lies so that's that Sarah Jessica Parker is like I don't think that this we should be following this train of uh, investigation either but um, but she's immediately kind of really into this guy because yeah. for, because with good reason he's a he's a washed up drunk <laughs> Yeah, and so so then so their relationship moves very fast because like he's kind of at home. You see, he's got a picture of the like the latest victim, and he's like, eh, "Something bad's going on." Yeah. And then Sarah Jessica Parker leaves an answering machine message. It's like, "Hey, you want to go out to the policeman's ball with me?" And he goes like, "Yeah, fine." You know, policeman's everybody ball. There, everybody there hates me. All right. 
Policeman's Ball is where he was heading with his dad when yeah. he died. That's right. He's got a PTSD from that. So he goes to the Policeman's Ball and she's wearing a sexy dress. Sexy and, red dress. And sexy red dress and everybody there is related to him. <laughs> 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 like he runs, has a whole table and she's like, he's like, oh no. And she's like, Who's, who are they? And they it's fight. my whole fucking family. It's the other side of the family that's not the deep dish Farina's side of the family. It's like, I guess his mom's brothers they're all fucking cops yeah he's tom like sizemore's there tom sizemore is back in his life at one point it's he like, pops into his houseboat by the way bruce willis lives in a houseboat. oh yeah to, to to indicate that he is a loser <laughs> i know right <laughs> somehow him living on a houseboat means that he is a fucking loser uh and yeah tom sizemore had disappeared for two years he was somewhere in california or something yeah, yeah. so that makes him instantly kind of like one of the instantly suspects. a red herring i mean a, a murder suspect red it's flag been, it's been two years yeah, yeah it's got to be that guy oh right. well or is it? That guy. But he's drunk. He starts a scene. He starts making a scene because, like, a people. Apparently, his mom died. Uh, his Tom mom. Si- his Sizemore's mom also mom jumped also off the bridge. Drowned, drowned in the fill- yeah, in the because Pittsburgh of Robert River. Pastorelli. Yeah, because of Robert Pastorelli. So and, it's like uh, his brother and his mom have both both died in the same place, right. same thing. And so he's mad about that, and he's making a big scene. And then uh, every, and then Brian James uses this as an is an opportunity to punch Bruce Willis. <laughs> and then they fight. Bruce Willis gets Brian his shirt James torn hates off. him so much because he's a fucking snitch. Yeah, <clears throat> so much. Uh, and uh, and then there's an interesting shot of Tom Sizemore, like an up angle shot of Tom Sizemore <laughs> with fireworks going off behind him. <laughs> And he's like, it's the best, it's the most magical night of the year. And then he takes better, it. Does he say better than Christmas? Or better than Christmas, Fourth of baby. July or something. Uh, yeah. And it's yeah. weird because I'm like, are the fireworks for the policeman's ball? <laughs> well. Because it's a whole fireworks display. Yeah. Pittsburgh has a rich tradition of fireworks. The chief of police okay, can do anything he wants. I don't know. That's for sure. I don't know. Could be, could be a total, total lie. Don't know. Fire, this fireworks Pittsburgh is where Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is where fireworks were invented. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hometown of Pittsburgh. We Pit- all know that. That's why it burns down about every three years. <laughs> It's a real, it's a real hellhole. <clears throat> uh, so, so yeah, it, so that happens. So they go to Bruce Willis's houseboat, and she, and uh, and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker goes with him to the yeah. houseboat. She's just in his houseboat and now. She won't leave him. And alone. She's like, I think you need to stop being such a loser. And he's yeah. like, Sorry, pal. <laughs> and then, uh, and like he start, he's gonna start, he's gonna start boozing because he's bummed out because of these events that happened at the policeman's she ball. She dumps out all and the booze. She dumps out his booze. That's he, fucked up. And he in goes, my and, he, and he goes, he goes, What did you do that for? He gets really pissed. Well, he's he just it's the booze. I just met her this morning or something like that. It's like, been like, she's moving it's been so like fast. A, we can assume it's been like a week. That's, you, my God. Yeah. That's fast. He to be needs that out booze, booze, though. I mean, that's just not okay. I think he needs something even more than that booze, though. Well, she's going to yeah, give it to him. Yeah, she gives it to him already. Yeah. <laughs> She and takes off that sexy red dress where she's not wearing a bra. And something has this giant bra, JC Penny bra. It's a bra the size of novelty sunglasses. <laughs> there's, a, there's a very sexy PG 13 yeah, sex, sex scene. scene while the cat watches. Yeah. While the cat watches, and somebody else outside the yeah. houseboat is watching as well. I mean, this, Did this... we find out what the cat's name was? Yes, I looked it up. Oh, man, I got some good stuff here. Okay, but what's the first one thing at a time? Cat's name is Bob. Played by Bob. Okay. Uh, oh, that's right, because it said Bob. As, Bob as himself. Cat. But I found this on a website, and we're going to have to come back to this later because it's pretty good, okay. called cinemacats.com. <laughs> oh and it's got a whole rundown oh, of Bob's no. contributions to this movie. <laughs> Can I read you some moments from cinemacats.com? Please, please do. Bob is seen again a few times later, usually sitting off to one side waiting to be fed. True. Bob also watches when Hardy and his new partner, Joe Chrisman, make out. True. 
And then uh, some more. They, they have sex, by the way. They yeah. don't just make out. Last little entry here. Bob the Cat really brought a lot of character to his role in the movie and even received screen credit. Wow. Oh. Final musings. I'll say this. I it didn't says, know about this website. M-E-W-S-I-N-G has final musings. Love it. One has to root for a cop who owns a cat. I don't disagree. <laughs> this is a great website. Bob the, <laughs> Bob the Cat is literally my favorite character in this movie. Everyone else is uh, too much of an idiot or uh, yelling too many times. Yeah, and Sarah Jessica Parker is a liar. It turns out because like yeah. they're trying they're trying to rail her like in, but she is for more she reasons. She's in, a liar in, and for multiple reasons. For multiple reasons, yeah. she is very much in love with Bruce Willis. That is true. She she has fallen hard for this smelly abusive drunk. And he there's also a scene earlier I think right have we got did we do the scene earlier where he he tracks down the the eyewitness of the guy the wiener that they put away as yes. the killer and he like has him at gunpoint. And she like points her gun at him and is like, "Let him go! What are you doing? This is crazy." Which it is. So, it's so very she's crazy. so she's only seen him do like bad police work, yeah. except for that time when they stopped all those drug dealers or whatever. That was good. He did a good job. There. <laughs> and it seemed like kind of a big deal, but nobody made any, <laughs> made any noise about it. You think that would have been in the national news or like, something? Geez. Yeah. <laughs> One wow. Hero okay. cop thwarts a whole fucking thing on a boat. I mean, it's pretty amazing. No, he, it's just all in a day's work. No, but then then he gets humiliated again. That's yeah. right. Yeah, there's like the the killer drops a. Yeah. Carpet. Well, what somebody who appears to be the killer. Someone who appears to be a killer. He chases da- chases him down. They chase him down in a night boat sequence yeah. where there's always a canal or a fjord. <laughs> the boat in a, a crime in a boat solving is, boat. The boat is chasing a car <laughs> or an inlet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, shoot, they shoot. They blow up the guy's he car by shooting. Him, he shoots flares, flares at it because he runs out of ammo. Uh, blows up the car. It's the, pretty funny. The killer. They get out of the car. The killer's gone. First of all, this this killer is is he's because he's just driving on this this road that's right by the river. Yeah. And you're like, if this guy. I mean, if this guy could was he just actually turn, tr- turn right, trying to get away, he could just go away from the yeah. river. <laughs> so. Well, there's always an inlet, though. But I thought he was. Out. I mean, it seemed to me like he was trying to set Bruce Willis. Yeah, I mean, up. that's that's well, yeah, that's what we can assume. Because then he gets back to the crime scene and everybody else is there, homicide and everybody, and they unroll it, and it's just a carpet. Just rugs even and Dennis, stuff. even Dennis Farina, his nice yeah, uncle, got a couple of carpets him. there. But hey, hey, real, real bratty in here, pal. He's dripping fucking. Uh, <laughs> Hot dog goo all over the crime scene. <laughs> <Just a> relish, <laughs> just sauerkraut relish. Timothy everywhere. Busfield is there too, and he's like, "You fucking loser," or something like that. He's wearing those goddamn socks up to his ears. What a putz! Everybody's making fun of him. Everybody's and laughing cut, cut, at him. Cut back to Bruce Willis. This is what this is what the cops. Those are bad cops too, because they're like, "We thought this was a murder scene," and they're like, "You fucking idiot! You suck! Cut, you suck! You thought." Cut this back guy to was Bruce Willis and Sarah Jessica, Paul, Jessica Parker post coitus. So they went and they went and they did eased the boning. pain of that humiliation with some more sex. And, and then he, he's sort of like figuring he's sort of like figuring his way through it and I think that's the last time you see him together and then it, they're trying to railroad Bruce Willis because everybody hates him and uh, turns and, out he's been under under investigation from IA yes yeah and there's someone undercover who was it it was his partner Joe whose actual name is some different it's name it's like Kathy or Karen <laughs> or something or like Emily, that. Emily or something Emily and you're like holy shit he's gonna get the royal screw job here yeah and uh, and then she's like deposing him Andre Brower is like Andre Brower Andre Brower is like yeah. a very young Andre Brower Andre Brower is really it's like early Andre Brower where he would like he's acting Real the fuck intense. out of it yeah. Yeah. he's yes. like Andre Browering the shit out of these scenes he's Absolutely. in I love it it's great very young Andre Brower love me some yeah. Brower he's not yeah. a, technically a bad guy but he's sort of an antagonist because he's like uh, like leading this he, he investigation because they're because they're trying to so everybody yeah. all these other cops like or i guess i think deep dish farina like some of these other cops knew that he she was, he was undercover, under that yeah. she was under investigation yeah 
You get That's a couple, why Tom Atkins was hints. like, don't fuck her. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> also, I, I think, think he said that ended I up think, being the right thing to do. I think yeah. he I think he might have said that because he knew, or he said that because he's a this gross is old a good man. idea. I think he's because he's like, hey, yeah. he saw her and went like, ha, ah, don't fuck her. I mean, and he made do. the like finger I mean, in the do, hand but, thing. He did yeah. the whole yeah. Uh, yeah, but like so, so she's all on uh, on the in in the court there, and they're kind of like, we got ourselves a slam dunk here. And then when it comes to the question, she's like, actually, he's the best cop I've ever seen in my life, and he never did anything lying, just lying in her straight oath. up lying. And everybody she's does bad. a double take. He's like, bad at his what? job. She's bad at her job. Yeah. Like wildly, wildly unethical. It's stuff. my favorite courtroom scene we've had in a while since since at least bedroom window. Uh huh. Fair enough. I mean, I like well, this for any specific reasons, or because just- it was like we had the wild things when it was just really funny, but this was good because it was just like it's just totally everyone's incompetent. Yeah. Oh, the wild things one <laughs> like is my favorite sucks. just because I think it's the it's the best. But yeah, you yeah, know, this was like, this one was like what the fuck? Like we needed Wallace Shawn to come up and go like what? What's going on? Is somebody <laughs> wearing their contacts? <laughs> Did he make call for a glasses expert? How many fingers am I holding? Out? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, is that the waiter? Give me my pizza. <laughs> Deep dish Rena, Wallace Shawn. <laughs> you name it. All the most popular impressions. Uh, what audience wouldn't love this stuff? Uh, You're a one-man show. <laughs> here's another person you've never heard of. Uh, and so, like, he's, he sees her after the trial and is, like, sort of mad at her. He's like, I guess you're a liar or whatever. And then, like, it, it cuts to her, like, at her home, and she's, like, packing up. And then he leaves a message on her machine going, actually, sorry, pal, it's fine. <laughs> Maybe we'll get together. And, uh, we get together. And, and, and the coast have you last. Have you last. And she's like, oh, okay. And then, like, someone kidnaps her. Like, someone yeah. was in her house the whole time. Kidnaps her. And, like, you Who knew, could it be? Like, you knew it was going to happen. So, and, uh, and Bruce Willis kind of like figures it out. When there's he, a great, when he, yeah. There's a great Bob the Cat scene because mm-hmm. he Bob the Cat walks into his house. Yes, yeah. and his Trek house has been, his house has been broken into or something's happened, and he well this, the cat walks I into. I mean, the there's house. the dead girl at a, at his house now. But that's no, yeah. but there's yeah. not yet. But that's the thing. That's just Bob the Cat walks into that's the how house he and it. he sees he's tracked some blood in there. Right. He's like. Bob, what are you doing? Tracking blood everywhere. Bob, what are you, you doing, Bob? Getting all over all my empty beer bottles or whatever. <laughs> and then he goes outside, and the, you're like, oh, it's going to be Sarah Jessica Parker. And he turns the body over, and he's like, oh, no, it's you. <laughs> and it's the dispatcher who was in like one scene. And you're like, oh, so the only other woman character in the yep. movie that hasn't been murdered yet well, has been murdered now. She's yeah. fucking dead now, and too. Sarah Jessica Parker's been kidnapped. Uh, I think he gets another message from yeah. the killer, and then he like he's like he does a little detective work where he goes. But the, if I'm doing my triangulations correct, the the place where this originated is just some place where there's only a bunch of cabins. It's wait a wait minute. minute. He looks at that old picture for the second time in the movie of him that stupid photoshopped picture of yep. him and his cousins outside his uh, deep dish farina's. Uh, Cabin, cabin on the river, and whatever. I think, and I think he says something like specifically, like now it ends now. Yeah, <laughs> it really does say something like that. Got, gets onto his boat. He's got a houseboat and a regular boat, and the, and then the speeds off when the cops are showing up, and uh, and goes to this cabin, and uh, he sees Tom, Tom, Tom Sizemore, and then they they give you a little tiny slice of red herring where yep. it's like, hey, nah, well, I'm not actually the guy. It's fine. You called me to come here. No, I you called me to come here. No, you. And then they get and he goes. Oh shit! And he gets tasered, wakes up, and wouldn't you know it? Mm. Robert Pastorelli. Robert Pastorelli. He's not dead. Wearing a he was wearing never a dead crazy wig, 
and he was never dead and he's like in full on gonzo evil bad guy mode yep. he like he's got them all laughing he's got, and waving a gun around he's got Sarah Jessica Barker and Tom Sizemore and Bruce Willis all tied up and he like he like forces force makeouts on uh, she's just like full bad guy stuff yeah. waving a gun around and he's like petting all of their heads too <laughs> yeah hey, I was the best cop I, I mean, was you always could, the best you could cop tell somebody was like alright Robert Pastorelli go this is your chance, man. Just <laughs> what do it, the... baby. I know you've been on fucking Murphy Brown for 50 years. <laughs> Now's your chance to really cut loose. I was it's trying to remember to where I recognized him. Oh, I, I thought you from... would have remembered him from Eraser. I mean, I remembered yeah. him from uh, I remembered him from Striking Distance, but like I was like, I'm like there's some fucking TV show you used to. That's right. He was yeah, he's, the... he's Eldon on Murphy yeah, Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this has none of the wit and sparkle of Murphy Brown. Uh, <laughs> I don't agree. I don't agree. I think it's nothing but charm. It's effluviant. <laughs> right. Effervescent. <laughs> Uh, Shut up. He uh, he does he does this and then uh, and then Dennis Farina shows up and he's like, hey, he's like, bread to pizza. <laughs> no, hey, like, wait, is my fucking son still alive here or what's going on? He's like, I didn't know it was you, but I knew it was I knew it was you because here's a flashback to when you crashed those cars. You yeah, see, he, he makes he uh, Robert Pastorelli makes Dennis Farina kind of come clean with what really happened. Like, why don't you tell them crash. what happened, Dad? And he, and I it, will. I'm weird. We have different accents that are neither, <laughs> neither of them Pittsburgh accents. <laughs> uh, and and it turned out that uh, Farina, like uh, Pastorelli, was the guy in the car chase. Yep. Yep. And Farina like found him first, and then was like, "Hey, can't arrest my son." Well, he's here. like gonna. I think he's like thinking of arresting him, but he's like, "Oh no!" He you know he's shocked that it's his son, and then. John Mahoney's like, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you, and he's like, yeah, gonna and shoot him. him. And then Dennis Farina shoots uh, shoots John Mahoney. Shoots John Mahoney. Uh-huh. And so Bruce Willis is dark, hearing all this and is stuff. upset or something. On dark family it's stuff. A lot of, it's a lot of family stuff. Yeah. And then uh, it's a lot of dark family stuff. And then uh, he then there's like some crossfire, and uh, Farina like shoots Pastorelli, and Pastorelli's like, How could you kill your own son? <laughs> and then he's like, I'm okay, and he shoots uh, Dennis Farina. Yeah, had a bulletproof vest on. Hey, Dad, who's the best cop now? I've got a bulletproof vest. And then it's action time. And the yeah. cops are showing up, and he like jumps out a window or something to get into a chase. And the Sets next the like 15 minutes fire. is this like tacked on action scene yeah. where Bruce Willis is there's chasing like a boat after. And they're in the yeah, water. Boat, they're on a, water. No, they're on the bridge. They're in a boat, and then off the water, and then in a bridge, and then they fall off the bridge, and then they're in the water. And, yeah. Br- and Bruce Willis ends up killing him by shocking him. He, he tasers him, by him tasers in the mouth. In the fucking he goes, mouth. who's the best cop now, Jimmy? And tasers him in the mouth. <laughs> Sinks to the bottom of the river. Next, there's some tires. <laughs> so we get the detail that there are there is filth on the bottom of this P- Pittsburgh River. Even more so, so you know. now. Uh, and yeah, even more so now. Distance has been struck. And then and I uh, think that's it. Is there is there more? Is there like a coda where he hooks where oh, him and Sarah Jessica Parker? I mean, like, well, Brian James comes out and like apologizes oh, yeah, right. to him because he gets oh, out of the water right. and Brian James goes like, "Hey, I'm sorry about all yeah. that stuff. You were right." And then he's like, hey, "It's okay." And then fucking socks. No, 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 no. He goes, if he goes, if you want, you can punch me in the face. And he's like, nah, it's cool. I won't. And then he just does it anyway. And you're like, awesome. It's real funny. Is that awesome? I guess it's awesome because this guy was a dick to you. Wouldn't it? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to be the bigger man. No, I'm not. Cool. And then the, the, the last it's moment is... not be is, the bigger uh, man, but say you're going to be the bigger yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That's I a think. cool change up. That's and then a, it, it ends at the graveyard action. where now Bruce Willis right. was with Sarah Jessica Parker at John Mahoney's grave. And there's a kid there. Yeah, she has a no, kid. She has a she kid. Has a kid. Yeah, she marriage. mentioned she has a kid earlier. No, I know. It's just like, but now, now, now I guess they're a family. And he's like family. all cleaned up. He's like a detective again. And he does yeah. the, and then look, I think it's his like, his mom and his dad's graves or whatever. And then he does the, he does the, cr- yeah. the cross. And the whole movie, nobody's been religious, but you know, it ends with him doing the like. 
He has a, he's holding a trophy that says world's best detective, <laughs> world's best Who, cop. Who's the best cop now? And then it has a finger it's pointing a sign, at him. Like I was not I was named best cop and all I got was this lazy <laughs> yeah, t-shirt. Was this lazy t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, and uh this, yeah, and that's that's the end of that movie. That's it. Striking distance. And song, it's a striking distance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is Off there? in the distance, strikes are happening. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the movie was retitled too. I can't remember. It was. Uh, it was called Three Rivers before. Three Rivers. Pittsburgh. Yeah, striking distance is a better title. I, don't I have, agree. I don't have a whole lot of quotes. I just had one. There's not a lot of salacious dialogue in this, but there's a funny part uh, where uh, his one of Bruce Willis's ex girlfriends has you know has been found. She is dead. This woman is dead. And Brian James it's to Bruce Willis. I know he hates this guy, but this is fucking. This is fucked up. He goes. Uh, you want to give her one more pop before they take her away? Yeah, <laughs> and, nice. and there's a dead lady there that yeah. was like. But him. this is this is how it goes. He says that a tremendously horrible thing to say, and Bruce Willis just goes, "How about I give you one more pop?" And then he goes, "Hey!" and gets really bad. <laughs> no, at he's him. talking about his. Like, you're the bad guy here. What are you talking about? They're talking about his wife or something too, because he's ta- he makes jokes about Brian James's wife being fucked by a bunch of other cops. Yeah, at some point, yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Either way, not as inappropriate as making fun of the dead lady. And then at one point, this is just a terrible line that I thought was pretty funny, where uh, I think Bruce Willis says this to someone who has just realized that they've been wrong about the case or whatever, and he goes, maybe you need a drink. Mine needs the pain of being wrong. <laughs> good, good one. I, my, my, the quote em. that I liked is the scene where they're, there's a scene where after they've had sex, they're lying in bed. I think it's after the first time they sleep together. <laughs> he goes, sorry, pal. She goes, sorry, pal. No, he goes, uh, <laughs> she says something like, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Wait a minute, I wrote it down. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Hold on, here it is. Well, she's like, we shouldn't be doing this for partners. And he's like, we should be shot. She goes, we should shoot each other. And he goes, too much paperwork. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Banter. Oh, God. Elf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, ratings. You belong on the river, you fucking rat. Ratings. Also, yeah, Brian James. Good, good I'm going to give this a three and a half Judds. Uh-huh. Uh, let me give it like two Douglases. You know, the sex scene is pretty, pretty yeah. funny, pretty mm-hmm. gratuitous. And uh, oh boy, I'm going to give it ten out of ten. I'm going to give it ten out of ten deep dish farinas, just because that, my favorite thing about watching this movie was just getting that. <laughs> Ten sport peppers and a hey, Chicago Hey, what are you dag. doing there? My dad's a cop. My brother's a cop. My cousin's a cop. My mother's a cop. We're all a bunch of family of cops. Half of us are Irish. Half of us are Italian. All from Chicago. Some from Chicago. Living in Pittsburgh. Some from New York. Give me some, uh, what are they drinking? Uh, Iron City beer in Pittsburgh. They call it Imp and Arn. Imp and Arn. Imp and Arn. Okay. Yep, it's true. Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it three Juds, uh, just right in the middle. Uh, I did have fun, but it is bad. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hue closer to the one and a half Douglases because that that is the sex scene that is prominently placed, but everyone keeps their underwear on. Yeah. it's pretty. Yeah, it's I pretty think the, just the whole premise behind it is sleazy. You know, yeah, yeah. like the whole the whole idea of it is gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm gonna give it uh, two tires at the bottom of the Pittsburgh River. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have two and a, two and a half uh, Juds. Uh, it's okay. It's fine. I think this movie's okay. I, but I was like the first first section where uh, all the expository stuff happens. I was like, this. I don't remember this movie being so crazy. And then the movie sort of like, I'm like, oh, that's why because it, the rest of it isn't quite as pitched as high until the very end where they're everybody's screaming at each other for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm just gonna give it one Douglas because it's really. 
really there's nothing. He has sex with his partner. Yeah. But like it's there's no nudity. It's like the and the Red Riding Hood killer is not like particularly like there's no graphic details. He just he murders. It's gross. He murders them, but there's not you know it's not the movie doesn't get too too gross or sleazy. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it uh, two one pair of Timothy Busfield shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet I, like, I bet they're on display at a Planet Hollywood somewhere. <laughs> I like this movie. Down, I guess more than you guys. I thought it was like pretty solid despite being completely nuts. Like I like. I like the way that it just keeps writing itself into corners and having to get itself out. I just yeah. think it's not. I think I like. I think it's, there's a better movie. Oh yeah, in here. But I like Rowdy Harrington's direction. It's really solid. Like it's not dull. It's not like poorly photographed or anything. Like it's like nice think, slick cinematography. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he reminds me a lot of Walter Hill, where just like it's kind of unfussy and like yeah. really just this blunt. one. This one felt to me having just watched Jack's Back, which I felt that way about where I was just yeah. like this was like he it just like across the board like solidly made this one felt like i kept kind of being like what like if this movie felt fussed with and i think that's what oh well yeah that's but that's what i mean that's like that the other ones his other movies that i like that he's that i've seen like roadhouse and jack's back i think just feel like yeah this this was all made by one guy and this one feels like it was made by one guy and then some other guys went we have to remake a bunch of stuff and then like the part at the end where he shocks him and he's like bruce willis head (laughs) is shaved now there's a bunch of the pickups like bruce willis is wearing like a hat that i think is a wig i think that's why he's wearing a hat a lot in this movie is because like the reshoots and they just went like well he can't grow his hair back up with this wig but he's got this hat with a wig parts because he's kind of got this like lame mullet for a lot of it (laughs) Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. I just, no. I like, was like, eh. It's, I was, I was like on. I was fucking into it for the first section up to the car chase, and then the rest of it was kind of felt like, yeah, okay. I, I'm also. I guess we have to finish. I'm it. into checked out Willis being in this movie because the character is so fucking checked out. Yeah, I love that. It, I mean, to me, it's just like if John McClane like. Die Hard went down. Nakatomi was a success, and he's just like, and then he fucking went to pot. Like, he just, like, that's it. That was his yeah. legacy. And he's fine with it. It's like, Nakatomi happened, and then I just, like, went to seed. My wife divorced me. <laughs> but we've seen but we've seen him do that in uh, another movie before, in, and that's great, in Last Boy Scout. Sure, yeah. And I in know. this in this one it feels like he's going in this one to death. In this one it feels like he's like he's like, Oh yeah, I'll just sort of half ass my last Boy Scout guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty so, much. Yeah. Uh it's pretty pretty uh, I will say, I will say this, but... I liked it more this time than the last time I saw it when I was like fourteen or fifteen, which is pretty yeah, inexplicable. I for saw this it in the theater. Movie. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I was very disappointed I when the I saw it the first time. I was in the theater and all I remembered from it watching it this time was the little red riding hood thing. And then about and then I figured out pretty quickly that Robert Pastorelli was the killer. Um I do remember Robert remember Pastorelli that. being the killer, <laughs> and I remember boats. That's all I remember, and not liking it and being like, "What the fuck was that? That wasn't, that wasn't the last Boy Scout, you know? Oh boy, Certainly which it not. sure isn't. Certainly not. Anyways, moving, moving on to on. something Speaking that also things, is not the last Boy Scout. There we go. But a movie that I enjoyed quite a bit, but is considerably stupid. Notorious Color of Night. Yeah. This is why we do this. Yeah. This is the movie. I mean, come on. This is one of the first ones that popped into my head when we wanted to do this. Because this, yeah, me too. Today I'd like to focus on a most enlightening and challenging topic. Sex. More or less. I know what kind of a force group can become in your lives. You tell things here. Intimate things in the heat of passion. Why would you be ashamed of being a shrink? I told you I was a shrink. Dr. Bill Kappa is about to learn things he never knew. You're trying to play it safe, trying to see me as a case instead of as a female. About human desires. <laughs> One of my pets. 
patients was killed last night. He was stabbed in the chest 38 times. Now he's probing their deepest secrets. You know what kind of power people hand over to streets? Well, maybe sometimes they hand over more than they want to. But somebody's secret will make him the next target. Tell me about this Monday group. There's five patients in the group. Like five cuckoos? No. Four neurotics of varying degrees and one killer. And God, I have seen this movie a lot. I know. Why? I've, I've seen this movie... I think I've seen this movie three times now. I saw, you know, I saw a lot of it when I was a kid because my, my friend's she brother had rented the tape, and so I remember my buddy and I watching the sex yeah. scene. Was this rated NC seventeen when it came out? No. So the uh, I read the whole Wikipedia about it. So oh, okay. there was a whole thing. Richard Rush actually had a heart attack I know, because I know. of this. So because of this like suit between him, because he made this movie, he gave him his cut. The producer was like, "I don't like this cut." He showed it to some people. They were like, "He's like, we're gonna cut it," and he goes, "No, we're not." He Richard Rush took it and showed it to some other people, and then there was this whole argument as to who Which version we actually were had use. final cut. And it finally, finally came down to the producer's cut would go into theaters, and the director's cut would be on video. So the one that most people have seen is actually the director's, the director's cut, because mm-hmm. no, nobody saw this in the theater, and it was a huge bomb, and it won a bunch of Razzies. You know, worst picture. Worst picture. Whatever, the Razzies are bullshit, but you know, it, it's a way to tell you that at the time, this movie was considered... A terrible piece of shit. It is. It's also a really it's fun, a very entertaining, piece. terrible a, piece of it's shit. It's an incredibly entertaining, weird piece of shit. Yeah, it's. Um, it's. I, I wouldn't I even. Can, I don't even I know. I could say it's a piece of shit. I would just say it's a very I've weird, seen this entertaining. Movie like five or six times in my life. And ball I of don't crap. remember what happened. I just watched it like five weeks ago. Yeah. I don't remember what. Well, happened I watched anymore. it a couple years ago, and I didn't remember what had happened either. I remember Scott Bakula. Scott Dracula is Count, in Count yeah. Bakula. I love the cast. Cast is amazing. Cast is Lance great. Henriksen, like Kevin O'Connor, Chucky. Leslie Ann Warren. Yeah, Leslie Ann Warren is a what's lot his, of fun. What's his name? Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. Uh, that dude who's in all of the Mummy movies. Who yeah. is? That's Kevin O'Connor. Yeah. He's, Kevin he's O'Connor. Also, he's also in he's Lord P, of Illusions. He's P. Anders, he's P. T. Anderson's oh. man and uh, Rob Cohen's man. Oh yeah, he's, <laughs> Lord, he's, Lord, no. he's also in Lord of Illusions with Scott uh, Count Bakula. Oh, Count Bakula. Was, wait, yeah. wait, who is he in P. T. Anderson's movies? Uh, yeah. He is. Um, he is uh, Daniel Plainview's oh, brother in Blood, oh, yeah, right. and he's also in The Master. Right, that's right, right, that's right. right. He's the guy who kind of gets also, mashed uh, to the ground. He's the master. Steel Magnolias. He is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Well, uh, he plays an asshole in this. He plays an asshole in this. And he gets drained of all his blood. Uh, and uh, the always naked Jane March. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> At least it, this is her. her second movie after The Lover, the Lover. which she was also uh, very, naked. very naked in. This movie asks a lot of her. In, it does. In every, Too much, In every I would possible say. way, both in like... The kind of acting she has to do, the amount of acting, obviously the nudity in the sex scenes and stuff. It's just like... Just do those with Bruce come Willis. Come on. I, she should have gotten paid $10 million to be in this, and I'm sure yeah. she wasn't. No, I guarantee she was not. I don't, if, if anybody was, Bruce Willis cents. was paid $10 million to be in this movie, <laughs> and nobody else was paid it at all. <laughs> uh, so... so What's, yeah. well, what's the what's this movie about? It's, it begins with uh, with our we get to we can rag on Chloe from ER a bit. That's it right. Begins with Chloe from ER who plays uh, she's Sherry, she, in ER she's Sherry Stringfield's uh, annoying sister terrible, Chloe. terrible terrible sister Chloe. I don't Kathleen Wilhoid Kathleen Wilhoid yeah, from Roadhouse from from uh, Murphy's Law. Yeah, mm-hmm. also she is from Murphy's so Law. So good in Murphy's Law. She yeah. is in Roadhouse too, but she has a big role in Murphy's Law, and she's fucking hysterical. She plays Sherry Stringfield's terrible sister Chloe on ER. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. anyways, this movie <laughs> opens with her smearing lipstick on her on her lips, and then putting a gun in her mouth, and then filleting the gun like it's a dick. And then That's cuts the to her, opening shot. And it cuts to her and her therapist Bruce Willis, who is being very 
He's calm. with her. Yeah. Well, he's calm, but he's also he's being amused. kind of a dick. He's, he's amused okay. by her antics. Well, here's, here's what she, she starts says flipping to out. She goes, you know what? I hope I hope that God gets real pissed off and he shrivels up your cock so it points down to hell where you belong. And he goes, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he starts, so he starts kind of being mean to her at her therapy he's thing. Like, yeah, you need to get your shit together and stop being such a wad. I don't remember what he says to Basically. Her. But he's he's like not taking her very seriously and then she like she, she goes, "Maybe I'll enjoy the view." Oh, he's outside. telling her he's telling her to look in the mirror. He's like, "Which mirror?" She goes, "Which mirror?" He's like, "Whichever one that one." She's like, "I see you over my shoulder." And then she's like, "I don't see anything else I like." I do It's see important me. to note that Maybe she's I'll wearing like a bright green dress, right? No. Uh, not really. Wait, what am I thinking of then? Because then, because then she jumps out the window. She jumps out the window. She's like goes crazy. She jumps out the window, and he's like, "No!" And he freaks out, and he's like, "Oh!" And she, she's a long Sorry, fall pal. down. She hits the ground, and blood starts spreading from from her head. And Bruce Willis is looking down, and the red blood turns. Yeah, the uh, red, red blood in the green dress, and the, it, red the color turns, blindness. The the green doesn't the green doesn't change at all. The, he just can't see red now. Okay. Yeah, the, it, it turns it's, into it's this not even, kind of like gray it's, color. It's not even like legit color blindness where it's like. <laughs> I the, remember where I think, her dress being green. Her, her dress, I think, is green, but I think it's just. A, but it doesn't have. It, okay. It has nothing. The green green color but he green gets has like something. psychosomatic he just, color blindness. He, he just can't see immediately red. can't see red. Yeah. yeah. Which is I don't know if it's a real thing. I don't know if but, that's a thing. But I mean, it's kind of the pitch of this whole movie is like this is a real thing, and if you're like sure, then the rest of the movie will be kind of fun. And if it, you go it, like that's bullshit, then you're like, well, I think you should turn it off and watch a different movie <laughs> that has logic at its center. It pays off a couple times where like you're <laughs> seeing, you're seeing but There's one scene where it's it's I don't know if cool is quite the word for it, but when he when he comes across Kevin O'Connell, O'Connor, O'Connor, before he finds his body, the whole floor is covered. Oh, yeah. Yeah, blood, yeah, yeah, but he can't see that color, so you don't see that. The, but then, like, eventually the corpse is like yeah, discovered, yeah. and then the, it turns, and you're like, yeah. "Oh shit!" He was just standing yeah, in yeah. a lake of blood the whole time. Kind of cool, right? They, they, I mean, they use it. That's a about little. it, though. Anyway, he for, yeah. So the red thing only because it's like later she's like wearing a red dress, and he's she's like he's like wearing a dress of indeterminate color. Oh, and she's like, point, "It's red, poor thing." She goes, "What color is my nipple?" Then she whips her nipple out, and he's like, ah, "It's gray." I mean, I can't see red. <laughs> she's like, "Can you see?" Pink or whatever, all this uh, sexy. Oh, there's a, there's yeah. a red car chasing him on the freeway yeah. one time. That's the only time that it funk features into the plot because then he looks around. There's like four red cars around him. He's trying to figure out which red car is like calling him from their car phone. Yeah, because 1994, so every uh, all People the douchebags have car phones. So anyway, he he like quits his. Uh, his practice. His practice because of this. And he's, he's broken there's up a whole, about There's it. a whole scandal in the newspapers. He's going to owe them a lot of money. And he's like, I'm taking a trip to Los Angeles for a bit. I think he's talking to some old guy who I... Is that supposed to be his dad? Or is that just like I his... I thought he was talking like his, his mentor. His mentor, yeah. okay. Because he pops up again and later. He goes, to, he goes to hang out with uh, Scott Dracula. His, his friend from... From uh, Quantum Leap. From Quantum, old, from old, Quantum his Leap. His old college buddy. His old friend from Quantum Leap. Uh, psychology school who, who has become mega rich from writing a self-help book that Bruce Willis has apparently never heard of before so it's a successful enough book it's his best uh, friend what's the book who called? has written a book that's successful enough to make him rich do you remember rich. what the book's called uh, way, to go. way to go way to go <laughs> way to go he's in the same field as him wrote a book that made him rich and Bruce Willis is like what's this you wrote a book but we're, we're introduced <laughs> to fuck, Bruce? We're, in, we're introduced to uh, 
Count, Count Bacula or Scott Dracula. With his group. With his group his uh, of insane this people. Group, this group that should not be a group that insists on being a group for some reason. They it all insists hate on each being other. a group just because they're the obviously movie bad for each other. Yeah, this is not how group therapy works. No, Absolutely not. They're terrible. They're often physically fighting with each other. And this is where I think the movie, like the movie's main failing, is that there's this scene, and in this office that he's in is this ridiculous fake backdrop of like Los Angeles, and there's always like a model helicopter flying. <laughs> around and there's another scene late in the movie where there's like this like spire that they're on top of that's like looks like something out of fucking Tim yeah. Burton's Batman or yeah, something it's a weird and choice. I was like if the movie ricochet. was pitched like at, but the movie kind of also keeps like trying to be sort of a, like right, a real sort movie. of a realistic thriller and you're like yeah yeah you just needed to turn up the volume and just you need to you guys just needed to realize this movie was funny and ridiculous and this and it might be remembered as a bad movie but also might be more fondly remembered I don't yeah. know to me, but that whole, I, as soon as I saw this, I'm like, this set is amazing. It's this, like, weird backdrop. It's just clearly fake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, the, the, the selling point for this movie, for me, uh, is the the five people in the, oh, the, the therapy, because it's an amazing cast. It is, of course, uh, we, you know, I don't, I don't know how much the movie thinks that it's fooling you, but Jane March is in disguise as one of these characters named Richie. Yeah, Ricky. Uh, Ricky, she's, a, she's got a little wig on. She's like, boy. I, Stutter. Is it Richie? I think it's Ricky. Ricky. It doesn't matter. Ricardo. And she's like, I think that I should be a woman, which no, is ironic. She. He doesn't, but he. Th- I don't know. Someone said he had gender issues. He's got fucking know. crazy problems. Uh, like a, one of the one of the fun ways that this 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 movie is not exactly a hundred percent sensitive <laughs> to uh, uh, to um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> to mental illness and stuff like that. But because at one point, like, oh yeah, this is he, uh, Scott Bakula has introduced him to the to his uh, group, and he's like asking for his because Bruce Willis is apparently real good at like telling you what a person is mentally. Right. Like he calls it, I'm like a tuning fork, pal. Yeah. And then he and so he's like, what are all the what are all of them? And and he goes through the whole list of them, and then he goes, and what about Richie? It's Richie, and he goes, genuine nutcase. Yeah. Like you're a doctor. Yeah. You are a doctor. Uh, that is a genuine nutcase. And then so there's so there's Jane. Let's just get that. Out. There's Jane March. In a dual role, and you—you you haven't been introduced uh, to her. Multiple roles. You haven't, yeah. been, you haven't been introduced to her as the other as a, character. Yeah. We meet yet. her. We see her as three or four characters. But like, Something I mean, like we're that. watching this and we're like, uh, <laughs> "Wait a minute!" My girlfriend's like, "Are she? Are we supposed to not know that that's the girl?" I'm like, "I don't. I don't know." Jane March undetermined. Jane March doesn't have a like a face that can be other that can. Bla- she has very distinctive yeah, features. Yeah, she has those bee stung lips and those big yeah. fat eyes. So yeah. there's so there's it's just you just like no not many people anyway, look like her. There's Richie, genuine nutcase, and then there's Leslie Ann genuine Warren, nutcase? who's like a uh, who is a genuine nutcase, nymphomaniac, I guess. Uh, and then uh, Brad Dourif is like obsessive compulsive. Yeah, yeah. classic OCD. Uh, the, then there's the artist guy uh kevin who's o- like a what a narcissist who's like, i guess i they, they really don't get borderline he's also like into weird bondage sex so that's a problem i guess he's kind of well i don't know if the movie ever treats it. the movie just is like he's weird and for some for some reason he's there he's the only one that doesn't his seem rich to, his rich daddy his makes rich him dad go is to, making makes go to therapy. Go to his therapy therapy rich class. dad is like paying for therapy because he thinks what is he lance henrickson's it. problem and he's, and he's the uh, his, lance henrickson his wife and uh, daughter were murdered yeah and so he's like He's and like crazy, and then you it, find out a lot more about him later in on. In a scenario that ends up going oddly, they uh, go oddly deep into. Yeah, it's kind of a subplot of the movie, almost. And it, it, it turns into that it's a, his whole char- his character has something to do with another. Anyway, uh, I would just like to point out that I think that everyone's problems in this movie, including the murderer slash murderers, 
Bruce Willis, everyone, all of their problems could have been avoided by not having group therapy. <laughs> if these people have had, had individual counseling, maybe even uh, some some medication. Well, without spoiling who the murderer is, it's none of them. <laughs> right. It is it, group but therapy. The movie, is, I don't know anything about therapy, but I can tell you this. It's not helping any oh, of them. No, it is making all act- of them worse. Actively We bad. haven't actually gotten to the murder, the murder yet. Oh, yeah. That's right. a fun, that's an amazing scene. <clears throat> this movie isn't and like And the director's filled. cut, it's even, it's even gorier. Yeah. This movie so, isn't like filled with violence, but when it is violent, it's very, it's really yeah. gory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's uh, a scene when Scott Dracula and he's been getting like death threats yeah, yeah he's, he's he sort of casually threats. tells Bruce Willis at his, after he introduces him to his, his ridiculous he's uh, got, fancy like, all the security in his high house. tech high tech uh, Hollywood home yeah and he and he's all he's all afraid and, and he fe- he feels like there's like a presence in his in his home is it his home or his office and he thinks it's one of the people from from group from group yes he knows they, it's, they he knows it's call, one of them. They keep calling it group throughout. And the and group. the and the bad guy when it's when the bad guy's in bad guy mode has like this voice that's like <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Look out, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Sounds like a kid. Like in New York Ripper where the killer talks like Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, except I made it through this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh boo. <laughs> Uh, and so you know he gets stalked around, and then in a, a really like tr- uh, characteristically over the top yeah. scene, like the killer comes like jumping in slow motion at him. St- has this glove that's made out of chainmail, and then that has like a knife, like it. a single Freddy Krueger blade at the tip of it, and he and it just like his punch stabs him. Yeah, uh, so turns good. out thirty three times, I believe. Yeah, well then, and then he like. He, at the end of stabbing him a bunch of times, he like punches him through like his window to his office, and the glass breaks, and he falls, and a big spike right of glass goes right fucking cuts him in half. Him. It's oh, fucking gory. It's like the, it's like the, everywhere. It's like the ending of Ghost, where the the bad guy, yeah. the bad guy who's like, well, I, was like, I guess you don't know if he deserved that. And he gets shocking, cut in half. The shockingly <laughs> violent finale of Ghost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it's like what? that, but with uh, Scott Dracula getting like almost cut in half, and uh, yeah, I, this this movie does fall like at that point fell squarely into my this would be better if Brian De Palma made it. <laughs> oh, it's very like because it would be like it's totally like half-assed De Palma. Yeah, You're like yeah, this script is, is even got this, this script like, wants the De Palma touch. Yeah, you know, anyway. get the baked-in visual gimmick. I want to get that out of the way and all that um, stuff before. Um, you know, not that Richard Rush doesn't try and that it's like not heightened or whatever, but I just feel like it could have been actually maybe good. Yeah. I don't think he's got the sense of humor for it. That's what I, yeah, I don't think so. So it's so close to, it's so close to a knowingly campy, that's yeah. what the movie, funny thing, the but movie I don't like think it is. Want, it doesn't no. quite do that, but God, at it's times just, it's just, you just need to push it a little, a little, bit. a little further. And I don't know who's, you know, if it's like, cause I know Willis like, you know, maintains a lot of control and like maybe he wanted it to, he's like, no, that we can't go too crazy. Cause in those group scenes, like, like Brad Dourif is doing the movie that we wish mm-hmm. it was. I think he's like yelling. Uh, and Leslie and Warren, Leslie and Warren, yeah, Leslie and Warren is fucking nuts. And so you're yeah. kind of like, and then Willis comes in and is like, "I gotta keep this grounded." And you're like, "Why?" Lance, Lance Henriksen is also like digging way too deep in this. <laughs> he has like a very like devastated scene he's where going, he's crying, and you're like, "Why are you trying so hard in this, Lance?" He's going the opposite direction yeah. where he's like, he's like bringing it way back to. Yeah. He's like, yeah. "I'm gonna method the fuck." My wife out of and this. daughter were dead. <gasps> <laughs> and you're like, Lance, sorry about on. that, there, uh, Lance Henriksen. Sorry about your wife and dad, or dear Lance. I think Lance Henriksen is just one of those actors who's like, I'm in this thing, I'm giving it my all. Doing, I'm doing, doing a job of work. I'm doing my job. I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna work mm. my ass off. And Bruce Willis is like, Why are you trying so hard? <laughs> yeah, I'm the star, and I'm not trying at all. <laughs> 
I'll just kind of in it. Uh, yeah, Bruce Willis cries a couple times in it. Yeah, but funny. No. He, he can't cry. see. He, he he literally he actually like I heard this. He can't. He actually for the duration of the shoot uh, did not see the color. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really method. Full method. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he so he basically has to live in, uh, he finds out his friend's dead, he's bummed out about it, and he's now he lives in his house. And takes over his group. Takes over his group. The group is like, we're not, we're certainly, is driving we, his we, car. there's one thing we've learned from like getting worse and hating each other is that we all need to be together. And we met you one time, so you should be like our therapist now. And he's like, no. And they're like, please. And he's like, all okay. right. And that's that. No, Meanwhile. Pass that really fast. We got to talk about uh, Ruben, Ruben Blades. Blades, who is like fucking doing something in this yeah. movie. He is 17 time Grammy Award winner Ruben Blades, by the way, who gets to deliver lines like, uh, You stick it. your dick in a bowl of barracudas once, maybe you won't lose it. You leave it in, it's going to get chewed off at the root. But he's, he's doing it in this way that's like, uh, how did uh, Ebert's review was like, he plays him as if he's just a, a bag of Latino cliches or whatever yeah, it's pretty harsh uh, <laughs> i mean but i mean it's true he's it's not like funny though it's, it's funny listen but, up you fucking daffodils <laughs> yeah he calls it a fucking daffodil he goes this is when bruce willis he's like uh there's like a stuff i can't there's stuff i can't tell you because of doctor patient privilege it's like miranda writes and he goes if a friend of mine got killed and the only <laughs> thing between me and the killer was miranda you know what i'd do I'd fuck, fuck miranda, miranda in the, the ass <laughs> i am a national treasure in panama He's, this this guy is like a god of like uh, salsa music and stuff. I've like seen that. him in other movies though. He and doesn't he, have to do and, this. Stuff. And he's like uh, he's like he'll be he's kind of underplayed. He's kind of good. He's actually really good in uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah, he's like unnecessary in that movie that's overloaded with. But he's like sort of shows up. He's like, hey, I'm this uh, Mexican cop, and you're like, oh, Ruben Blades is pretty good. And then in this, you're like, what the fuck is he doing? Find another fucking set of wombats to exploit. <laughs> I like that whole thing. That whole thing where he's trying to convince Bruce Willis to drop like the group. I like how they put the voice of reason into that guy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like this guy who guy. this guy who is like overacting the fuck out of his. He part. goes, "Am I gonna am I gonna have to break the news to these people?" He goes, "Listen up, you fucking daffodils. Your shrink is dead, which means that all the time, <laughs> effort, and love you put into this relationship is wasted. You're gonna remain as fucked up as you are, or get worse." Uh, <laughs> He's a very helpful man. And there's so a, that lot, guy, there's that a lot of scenes where he's like like holding forth while they're like walking and he's like constantly doing stuff. He's yeah. like very active. Yeah, and yeah. at one point he's walking alongside he Bruce just Willis. He frisking a and guy. He, and like he bumps into the guy and the guy's like, fuck you. And he goes like, hey! Pulls out his badge and his gun and like throws him against the car while he's having a conversation with Bruce Willis. He, just, he frisks him and, he and like then lets him go. Him. But he doesn't stop talking to Bruce <laughs> no. Willis the whole time it's happening. <laughs> it's pretty amusing. I must have fucked and or arrested half of these people's and, uh, parents, says at one point. <laughs> Uh, oh God, <laughs> it's just an insane character. And uh, Eric LaSalle, uh, yeah, also from ER, put, a cop. pops up a couple of times, but he doesn't really have much to do. But he yeah. shows up to like deliver some exposition or like tell a character. That's how you find out about Ruben Blood as his character, because it turns out that Ruben. This is a wild twist. This is jumping uh, ahead, but whatever. Fuck it, movies all over the <laughs> place. Uh, Ruben Blood as his character, it turns out, was partners with Lance Henriksen, who used to be a cop, was fucking Lance Henriksen's wife. Yep. Yep. And then they thought that maybe he was responsible for, for the, the murders, killing yeah. or something. Of it is God, man. Yeah, it's just more the, uh, than you. But expect then, they, to find but then out. there's a whole thing where that comes up, and it's like because it's all this stuff happens in the middle of the movie where you're, they're going, where they have scenes with those other characters to be like 
maybe maybe it's this one. They're the murderers. Yeah. Until you see Leslie Ann Warren with this red-haired lady who is Jane March wearing clearly Jane March wearing a red wig with a British accent, and you're like, wait a second. Uh, but until you know, you just keeps doing these scenes where you're like, it could be any of these people, and then at a certain point, you're like, I don't think it's any of these people. I think I know who it is. It's this brother of Richie who showed up one scene. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna. I was like, oh, he's the killer. Richie's brother is like, I think I don't think Richie should be in therapy at all. I think Richie should live in the cage that I built for Richie <laughs> and uh, and be what I tell him to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, Bruce Willis gets uh, rear-ended on the uh, street by some hot lady, by mm-hmm. Jane March. Like Jane, Jane March. March. He's like, I don't, have, I don't know the phone number here, but here's my address, so, you know, whatever. Here she is. Here she I comes, she's dancing like, on the head of a pin. She's like, don't you want my address? And he's like, I can't remember. He says some cute thing. He does a lot of internal monologue flirting with her, like, well, then they, where he just kind of says like that. Like, when she, she walks comes, towards him, he narrates it like it's a book or something yeah. like that. And at one, he at walks one away, point, and she's like, "There she goes, there she goes." You know, she she is a really pretty little angel dancing on the head of a pin. Yeah. And at one point, she's showing up and she's got a backpack on, and he goes, then she walks back into his life again, wearing, wearing a, backpack. a backpack to make her look even younger than she was. <laughs> like, ew. Yeah, it's pretty her, gross. Her pretty little legs. And she it keeps uh. it keeps being pointed out how young she looks. And she like, is very young. She's young. I mean, in real, real life, I think she was twenty when they made this. So that's. But, but she, I think but the it, character is supposed to be maybe like eighteen or something. I don't like, know. But anyway, the, the the dudes in this movie are constantly pointing out how young she looks. Yeah. And uh, before Scott Dracula had died, he um, had mentioned that he had like a hot girlfriend. Very young. Very young. Mm, mm, weird. I wonder who that could be. Seems like a lot of coincidences. Is it the, could it be the actress who plays playing half the characters <laughs> in this movie? I don't know. Maybe. How come she how she have the security codes to get in? It doesn't matter because she's so hot and then they fuck in the pool yeah. and then they fuck in the bed and then there's a dinner this scene where the, she starts making dinner scene. to him. And if, the dinner scene is the funniest thing. We can fast forward through the, the rest dinner of scene is not in the, the theatrical cut. It's okay. not Okay. Nope. nope, I've never, I never saw that one. Yeah. Okay, apparently, yeah. So, any, everyone, anyone listening, absolutely don't watch the theatrical cut. I watched both pretty much yesterday. Kind of skimmed to the theatrical one. The director's cut is much better. I mean, this movie is ridiculous, and it's twenty minutes longer. So, but if you're gonna, if you're in, if you're in, in it to the, for this movie, yeah. watch the long version because it's all the silly weird stuff. And that dinner scene is one of the greatest things ever. But we'll get. I, I think we can fast forward through a lot of this, but I don't want to fast forward through the through the sex scene because. Because no, it's no, no, one no, of the no. fucking weirdest things. This this the, sex scene has got to be what six minutes long. It goes on forever. It goes on and on. Starts in the pool. Starts in the pool because you see like, it's like his flaccid, like flopping his, dick in the yeah, pool. Yeah, she gives him yeah. a boner the Only first time. Only in the director's that they, that they cut too. You yeah. get to see Bruce Willis's wang. So in the, in the like before they before they they fuck, they're at like a, at a restaurant or whatever, and they're making right. out, and he's like, "I want you to come home with me," and she's like, "No, you stay there, and you better stay there because you've got a boner." Ha ha. And, he's, and then she shows <laughs> and up at the pool, and he's like, "She walks away from me, getting." in a cab she's so young yeah <laughs> and then Ruben Blattis shows up and he's like hey you motherfucker hey, hey you motherfucking ah, don't fuck this little girl he starts he flicking fucks. his boner hey what do you got well, there you got, a boner you got a boner there hey, that, that hurt when I flick it that girl's real young I bet you have a boner what do you got a boner <laughs> there pal hey, you got a boner <laughs> you got a fucking boner there pal dip that in a deep dish pizza it'll make it go right away <laughs> you're gonna get tired you of that you ain't ever gonna get a boner again <laughs> yeah, burn it real good. Oh yeah, it'll burn your boner right off. Trust me, look at mine. Third degree burns on this pecker. No, keep looking. I'll keep it out till you look. <laughs> Anyways, 
Like he, he, she comes back to his house. She's always just popping up at his house because because she's a mystery woman and he he never has her phone number or anything. Yeah. And so she. Well, did we see, fast forward? Did we, did we talk about the sex scene? We're not no, done we're yet. talking about. It. I'm setting it up. Oh, okay, good. And uh, and so she, and so he's there. He meets her at in the front of the door, and then he's like, "I missed you," or something like that, or "I thought I, I would miss you," or something. And then it cuts to her and and him in front of the pool, and she goes, "This time you won't miss." And then they fall into the pool and start fucking. This rips her, is, this he rips is the her dress off the in the beat. pool. She's only she was. That's where she comes up and she's he's like here she comes wearing a dress of indeterminate color and she goes it's red poor thing <laughs> can't see red poor thing you poor dearie and uh and then yeah okay so they're in the pool and this is when she pulls his trunks off and you can see bruce willis's cack famously for, for a little bit for a split second split second uh, this was like uh, this was like the whole thing that the movie was known for at the time. Bruce Willis shows penis. Like this, I mean, crazy. This is, this is a pretty. It's a pretty epic sex scene because then they're fucking. It's the in most the, epic. They're sex fucking scene. in the pool for a while. They're all over each other, and then it cuts it to just the keeps inside, going. And they're fucking in front of this uh, or behind this stupid glass <laughs> thing, refractory, refractory thing, that, reflection thing that Dracula had in his house. And then you're like, and then they're, and then they're they're just covered and they're just soaked in they're sweat. Soaked and in sweat because they've been bed. fucking for weeks. They're fucking in bed and then. <laughs> He he comes and she goes. No, oh, oh no no! Before that, oh. this is my uh, maybe this is later. I don't know, but the, my favorite part in the entire sex scene is this because it shows them in different. They fucking yeah, yeah. every portion all of the over house. this house. They keep cutting to something else, something else, and then they cut to the shot of two paragliders. Oh yeah, and you're like they're paragliding now. <laughs> no, but it turns out it it's just the view out the in. window. But in this, every time I see this movie, I'm yep. like, now they're paragliding. <laughs> that's a, what? That's a Richard <laughs> Rush thinks. I just watched his movie, The Stuntman, uh, like last month. Or, yeah, again, he got a nominated for an Academy Award. For he this does movie, that. You know? He does like uh, a lot of shots like that where it starts on one thing and then you go, oh, this is what the scene's about. And it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of cool. I kind of, yeah. I like that the paraglider. Yeah. I'm, like, I was funny. I'm like, I'm like, that's weird. And that's, I wish the movie was. That's like this whole sex scene is where the movie needed to make its level. Yeah. Was that like this movie is this movie, but it feels like it kind of wants to be a regular movie all the time. And you're like, why? <laughs> why aren't you just this stupid movie where these people fuck for months or whatever? Okay. So but then that's, so that's then, my favorite part. But, but the then, best part. Is yes, there's. But then she she he comes and then she goes she goes immediately. I want you to get dressed. I want you to get dressed. And he goes what? And she's like, I want you to get dressed. He says right now. She goes yeah. I want you to get dressed right now. So then it cuts to him at a table wearing a suit. So strange. And she comes out naked and is like serves him some food in front of him and then sits down. It's a glass table. A glass table. She sets it down. He sets it down in front of her and he goes. She goes. Well, you don't like my food? And he goes, I'd like yours a little about five inches to the left. And then she, because she's naked, and so, so he, can he can see, see her. her pussy. It's, it's so weird. It's, it's just bananas. And it's, like, it's like, is this, it's like, whose this, idea was that? Is this supposed to be sexy? It is one of the and weirdest, so she, it's so one of the weirdest moved, things I've ever seen. She moves it, she moves it, and, and then, then the camera and pans then it up. Goes, and then the camera pans up, and then, uh, and then, and then it cuts from the dinner table to them fucking some more yeah, in the shower now, and her boobs, yeah, the shower. Are, her boobs are pressed up against and, the fucking glass. And this is important, though. It's there is so a, there's an important piece of exposition here because you get a good shot of her ass, which has a tattoo of a rose. Yeah, on it. Yes. Her name is Rose, and she has a tattoo of a rose on her ass, which is going to come up later when she play when she's multiple people who also have that rose. Tattoo. But it, with a different name, <laughs> with different name that she has for everybody. Anyway, like that was that was the reason this movie was watched centerpiece, by any of us. In. Centerpiece of the film. I have seen that yeah. sex scene. I must have watched that sex scene fifty times or something. I think I had it up recorded off of Cinemax. Oh, I saw that like sex that. scene a lot more a lot of times before I saw the whole movie. The whole movie. It's 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 as dirty as anything you'll see in a Cinemax sure, movie. Yeah. Like, it is so smutty and over the top. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's just so fucking long. And I mean, just just that shot where they're in bed and they are just soaked in sweat. You're like, there's a, there's these a sh- people have been fucking. I love this flowery and it's like score that's all music. It's, a, it's an instrumental yeah. version of the end title song, which is called Color of the Night. Oh. Perfect. <laughs> there's like this close up of their fucking crotches grinding against each yeah. other. And, it's very and romantic. Like, when I was reading Wikipedia, it was at one point voted by Maxim Magazine as the best sex scene ever in, in a the, movie. It's so, the most sex scene ever. Yeah. So anyway, but there's also I'm just like, saying, I'm not whatever pedigree that is. I'm what, just one Razzies and a Maxim Award. What I find extra weird about it is is like a lot of these movies we've seen have these like long sex scenes in them, but there's like a reason for them. Right. There's never any real other than watching people fuck. There's never any real reason to watch people fuck. But in Basic Instinct, it's all like she kills when she's having sex, right. Right. and this guy's hunting the killer. So you need to see the sex, see what's gonna happen. Body of uh, body, body of evidence. evidence. I mean, she like, fucked that she guy, fucked guy to, the guy to death. death. This is important to see because this yeah. is where the action happens. Yeah. These two. They just want to fuck each other, and then they yeah. fuck, and you see it. Like six minutes of it. Yeah, it's like it a long. Just goes it's on a long part on. of the movie. It's um, crazy, and it's totally gratuitous. Except that, like, this is what this is. You have to have all this, I guess, to show how fucking why he's so obsessed with her, and he's like falling, and that he's in love with this woman and stuff. I assume inexplicably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's I you you know because she's hot. Yeah, I guess is like you know, but but he's he even says later on like I don't even know who you are, what you like, who you where you live, or anything about you, you know. And you're like, yeah, doesn't but he have like the whole this whole he's like really at the end where he's like we invent villains to you yeah. know, we invent gods to tell us what to do and what's the whole fucking speech <laughs> something like that. I didn't write it down. Uh, what is that on the Batman Tower at the end? <laughs> I think so. Um, so, yeah, but so it's, also, con- it's also contingent to his her character because I guess, like, spoiler alert, you find out that she's been doing this to in everyone's life, but from the group. Like, what's yeah. weird about this movie is that at the end they posit that this theirs their love was real and pure, but we know for a fact that the whole point of her character is that she's like making herself be whatever these people want her to be the most, right. uh, which would seem would in that would indicate that that's what she's doing with Bruce Willis, which would seem to fundamentally mean that that it's not a real the real right. thing. Well, so she's the- just molding herself to yeah. be. What he wants her to be. So then another uh, the artist guy gets murdered. Um, and yeah, kind, of, kind of a decent scene. That's the scene where the blood he doesn't see notice. He doesn't yeah. see that it's blood. And you don't then I think see he the gets murderer. His, his blood sight back again in this scene too. I no. Feel like. no, like it changes back to red again, and he's like, "Oh, it's blood." Oh man, I think he just no, realizes. No, he just realizes. Like, oh, this stuff that smells like was I think he thought it was paint because you know the paint everywhere. Well, and also he go that guy gets murdered, and like all the faces from this. He'd said that he'd been talking. Everybody in the group has been talking about these different women, this different women that they that they've been dating or with. seeing later, lately. Uh, so he goes, yeah. he goes to this artist place, and he finds him. He finds him dead, but also all the paintings of the the woman's face have been cut out or yeah. burned off, and he finds one, and it's and it's her, yeah. with like red hair, and he's like, oh, what the fuck, and uh, so you so you assume the murderer is. Uh, Rose, yeah, because and she's been hanging out with Leslie Ann Warren. She's been hanging out with Leslie Ann Warren as a character named Bonnie, who's British and has red hair. Yeah, and so all the women, all the women in these the group's life is the same woman. So anyway, that's it. All comes that that's like they're all the same. And yeah. it's all the same. And Brad Dorif is talking about he has he's having sex with somebody who's like fits into his OCD real well. She's right. even more OCD than he is. Yeah. My God. Yeah, yeah. So I think the idea is that when she's with Bruce Willis, that's really her. Because at the end, when it's revealed that she was like forced to pretend to be Richie, yeah, 
And Lance Henriksen also has like, there's a new girl in my life. <laughs> and she's chaste. She's very chaste, and she wouldn't do it unless we were married. And you're kind of like, all right, this is one thing. I mean, it's pretty bad for Bruce Willis to be dating this extremely young woman, but Lance Henriksen's like 100. <laughs> Dude, what are you? I mean, come on, man. I think this is the girl for me. And she's yeah. like 19. Uh, <laughs> you are almost dead. So they... Uh, well, I don't know what they eventually there's like a, there's like some like weird some car more car chases some, somehow yeah. somehow the killer tries to drop a car on Bruce Willis which doesn't make any sense yeah, that's a very long car chase <laughs> but he's like because he's like running Bruce Willis is like running away and the guy drops like a car from up above on this parking garage down and you're like how yep. did the how would the killer know that he's there or how would it that seems pretty, pretty amazing but uh but I mean it's still it's kind of a cool shot but there's a car there's this whole car chase where Bruce Willis is being chased by this uh, Corvette and then, like he he sees the same car in Buck, who's uh, yeah. Lance Henriksen's garage, but it doesn't have any dents, so it's not him. So you know, this is still part of the movie where he's like, could be any of them, could be any of these people from group that are the the killer of my friend. And but it's got to be one of them. It's got to be one. Definitely of Definitely a person from group. So uh, <laughs> sure isn't. <laughs> um, so then they find uh, there's a book that they find. He's kind of figured out. He's figured out that something's up with Rose because he pulls out this photo album that scott dracula had had hidden and uh he's like i don't know why he had this hidden and he and then all of a sudden she like goes like oh i don't want to look at this let's go do something else i don't want to look at photos anymore this is morbid ha <laughs> and then later he sees her peeking through there trying to find like some pictures of of her you can guess and then he finds a picture of her in this like old diary of his after he'd had it explained to him by some exposition machine lady that's like, okay, this doctor... Here's what happened. She, Richie's dead. He killed himself. And it was because my husband, who was a doctor, was bad and like forced <laughs> him to kill himself, basically. And then his was brother he being, like, and her... sexually like, assaulted? Yeah. It's, it's a lot yeah, of... got all that stuff Child abuse and stuff. And um, So that's... So you find out about Richie, and then she's like... She's like... And his brother, who Bruce Willis had met before, and then he goes... And she goes, but he also had a sister, Rose. He goes, what? 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 So this info dump uh, lets him know that this lady is... So then he finds this picture in this diary of Scott Dracula's at his office during group, and they pass the picture around, and everybody's like, that's, that's my, my girlfriend. girlfriend. That's my girlfriend. They all yell at each other for a long time. But and she goes by the same name with all of them. That's Bonnie. my Bonnie. That's my Bonnie. Yeah, and she's like red hair. I think she's the red hair lady with all them so but when he's she's with him she's, yeah, she's, Rose. she's herself and when maybe. she's in group she's richie uh and then uh what's his name ruben blade shows up and is jerks everybody <laughs> <laughs> you fucking daffodils he, he makes light he makes you light of their mental daffodils. problems there's a whole say there's a whole scene where it's a uh, bruce willis goes to visit him and it's at his see him and it's at like his birthday it's party, birthday party. <laughs> and it's this, it's this raucous uh, latino party and then these cops fly by and are like hey happy birthday and one of the lady cops, lady like, cop moons, moons him from him. the helicopter and bruce willis is like if i'd known it was your birthday i wouldn't have come over and he goes like me neither <laughs> i hate this shit this fucking sucks he seems to not be having a good time unless he's like belittling people with mental problems i wish i could be screaming at mentally ill people that'd be great calling them daffodils uh, what a waste uh so then we then we bruce willis basically figures out that uh the killer is the brother mm-hmm. right from that because he's Killer's like he's, the brother it's, it's got to be the brother who i figured out was probably the killer had, there's the, the only option because really. you're kind of like it's none of the people in group it's not going right. to be them and if it's any i guess it would be her maybe but i'm yeah. like i don't think it's her for whatever reason and then like so you're yeah, like okay four so, foot it's, three, so it's the brother who clipped out the pictures pounds. of her face so that because he didn't he didn't you know the artist was getting too close he he d- does a lot of whole and there's a whole info dump at the end too because bruce willis goes to this uh 
this place where the brother works and it's like a some kind of a metal gigantic, metal workshop gigantic yeah. metal workshop barn and again i like it's this huge. set design here this is where it's kind of like almost where you're like well why isn't the whole movie why like designed like this like, this? like yeah. batman or something like why does the movie take place in some i don't know it seemed it needed to be more like this but uh, he go he shows up uh, rose slash richie is like crying and upset and is back is cut open and she's like tight chained up and he like goes over and goes like no i need rose and he talks richie out of her and it's very it's very creepy you're kind of like richie takes uh, richie's wig off and has rose hair underneath yeah Yeah. and so and then the brother comes after him starts shooting at them with a nail gun (laughs) oh no rose's hands had been nailed into the ground yeah by her brother and then ruben this guy is so good with a nail gun he's shooting he's shooting nails into ruben blattis's hands and nailing him to a wall yeah ruben blattis shows up he's like he's like how come you how come you showed up and he's like "Ah, i'm following you around or whatever (laughs) he just gets nailed he gets nailed to the wall and uh, then Bruce Willis and her run away. There's a whole ex- info dump where he's got Bruce Willis chained up in the cage. Yeah. Oh, and then she... Uh, so he's got Bruce Willis chained up in a cage, and he's explaining... The bad guy's explaining uh, he's his whole thing. He's yeah. going, here's what's going on. Now I'm going to have to kill you, When too. it strikes midnight, Gotham City will never... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like a very bat- Batman-y, and he's like going to kill Bruce Willis, and he explains the whole thing about how he made her be this and that, you know, and so... Uh, then she comes out of nowhere and so, and shoots her brother with the with the nail gun and kills him. Nail gun gets a lot of work. And then she's like, ah, oh, she's so distraught. She's gonna climb up this weird tower that happens to be part of this building. <laughs> <laughs> this ridiculous gothic tower. tower. Uh, so she climbs up this and it's and it's uh, the, the then she climbs up there. Bruce Willis gets free. He runs away. Ruben Blades is like, hey, I'm still nailed to the wall. Fucking daffodils. And she he chases her up there. He's like, somebody get me some fucking band aids. <laughs> it's raining. That's, that's the very last. That's what he part. says. That's the very end of the movie. That's how the movie goes out on a joke. Uh, he, he climbs up and it's like kind of raining and then they get above the clouds and there's this platform above the clouds and it's just cool. I don't know. It's such a cool like looking shot for such a dumb movie. And then they have, he, she's like, I'm going to jump. I'm too crazy to live. And he's like, no, you're not. And then she slips. No, and pal. She slips. Now that's psychotherapy. She slips and then he slips and lands on a chain and ha- haphazardly sort of catches her and then they climb back up and then I guess they're in love they're and he looks in at a light he looks at a light it's and red. it turns from gray to red oh, and he can see red again okay. and then you hear Ruben Blades from below like hey aren't any of you gonna come help me out you motherfuckers you fucking daffodils I need a band-aid <laughs> and then, it, then it plays color of the night with lyrics this time it was the theme song to their hot sex should put that song uh, in the podcast yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe I will maybe I will and that's and that's color of that's night color it is, of night it is truly baffling movie. it is truly a ridiculous I mean, like, movie I just watched it and it felt like I was watching it again with you I just don't <laughs> I, my memory of it was shot I mean I just watched it yesterday so it was like as fresh as it's gonna be Ugh. Uh, it's just, just it, there's a lot to take in, and it's it, just, that's I think that's why I didn't remember the movie as well when I was because I was like, what? Why is all this? Because I'd forgot I'd forgotten about most of the group stuff, right? Like I'd forgotten Brad Dourif was in it. I was as soon as I'm like, oh yeah, Lance Henriksen, but I like was like Scott Bakula's in this. Yeah. I watched this movie like two years ago. It seems like the kind of thing I would remember, like that you know, this is good because the cast is crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing cast. I didn't remember a lot of it. Let's see if I let's see if I've got it. I, rec- I put down a lot of lines in this movie because yeah, the whole script. The, oh, the, the screenwriter for this also Academy Award nominated. Billy so, Ray. Uh, Billy Ray. Billy yeah. Ray, director of Breach. Yeah, your favorite yep. movie. Uh, director of Breach. You can find eighty copies, 80 copies of it in any it's used girl. video store. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what the uh, the bad guy killer says in the in the baby voice to Bruce Willis when he's driving in a car. You got doo doo in your eyes or caca on the brain, Doctor Shithead Kappa. <laughs> 
Yeah, his name is his name is Bill Kappa. Yeah. And everybody keeps going, Bill Kappa. Suck my tinker toy, you faggot cretin after you suck my scalpel. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> God. This movie is filled with crap like this. Uh, there, there's a part in it where um, he's finding out all this stuff from, from Ruben Blades about um, the the past, the cr- criminal history right. of the people in his group. And you heard about Clark, which is uh, uh, Dourif Duty mm. and uh, Brad Dourif. And he goes Dourif like, Duty. he Give just throws this. That's off. pretty good, Dourif man. Duty. Dourif Duty. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And he just throws this off offhanded and he goes, uh, Clark's wife divorced him after he put her in intensive care. Yeah. And Bruce Willis says, what'd you do, spill some wine on the rug? Fuck you. <laughs> that is very, Jesus Christ, man. It's like totally like Bruce Willis being like, uh, uh, Trying to play like a psychoanalyst or whatever, but also still be a Bruce Willis character. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I don't actually give a fuck about any of you losers. I mean, that's how the movie opens is him making fun of a patient (laughs) and then she jumps out a window. (laughs) They're all bad therapists. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's good enough. It's like a watch ton of. The, you like, should watch the movie if you're into this podcast. I mean, it's not great, but it's something else. It's but it, it is, is it is else. exactly what we're talking about. It's not boring. No, I'll and tell it's you that much. I mean, even, that's why I'm saying the long version. You think, oh god, and then you you get into it, and you're like, oh, I, I want to see where this is going because it's gonna go somewhere stupid. <laughs> and you don't have to watch it every year after that because apparently you, you won't just remember forget what happens yeah. in it. <laughs> uh, ratings. Three Judds. Mm-hmm. Three, no, four Douglases. Come I'm going on. four yeah, Douglases. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go three and a half, but I'll go four. Four Douglases. And uh, 10 out of 10 naked chicks at the dinner table. <laughs> five or six inches, five inches to the left. Five inches to the left. Pal. 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 <laughs> Sorry, pal. <laughs> Come on to the coast. We'll get together. Have dinner at the table. You're naked. <laughs> Kiss your fucking Dalmatian. And it's pink nipple. What do I fucking sound like? <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I'm giving it three and a half Judds. I was. It's a technically a bad movie, but we're talking Judds here, and it's it's just a, it's pretty astonishing. Uh, it's it's yeah. really and it's fairly well made for what it is. It's just yeah. does. It's just I don't know what it is. What is it? It's what. It, well, I don't even know what, what we, it's trying. What to we, do. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, especially somebody who likes the stuntman a lot more than me. I do. What do you think the point of this shit is? Because Richard Rush is the kind of guy who would do this on purpose. He makes like a weird. Yeah, and I think in the stuntman, for me anyway, what he's doing, which is all this weird metaphorical shit. And it kind of confusing on purpose and confounding you on purpose works for me. And in this one, I think he's trying to do the same thing. But that's the problem is that mm-hmm. the movie keeps reminding you that it's supposed to follow. It's got to follow this thriller structure or whatever. So, but I mean, but in the but I don't know man, what he's trying. Yeah, because the stuntman yeah. is like, oh, maybe there's a little bit of Vietnam. There's a lot of political stuff yeah. in here. It's all about paranoia. The stuntman is all about like who's right. who's on whose side, and everybody's trying to you know who's against me, who's for me, and it changes scene to scene. Changes like who in this one. It's it trying like, to do kind of the same thing, yeah. but it doesn't. It doesn't click, <clears throat> and it's and it's too. It's too grounded. Yeah, it's too. It's not heightened enough. Well, yeah. you don't yeah. get the. You don't like it. You know, stuntman have depends heavily on this fantasy versus reality thing because it's what and it's a character who's constantly like doesn't know he's falling in and out of reality. Yeah. What his reality is? Am I actually in a war? or Is this a movie? And right. then it's like, oh, it's a movie scene. And okay. you can see like the thumbtacks on the floor in this where he's trying to make the same movie. Yeah. but it's not happening. No. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four and a half Douglases. I mean, it's just almost as sleazy as it gets. Yeah. Like, I can't stress enough how long and graphic this sex scene is, and it just goes on and on. So, Should have foleyed in some squishy noises oh, for you. Boy, maybe next time. <laughs> maybe next time, Richard Rush. Oh, that's probably it for you.
He's still alive. <laughs> yes, he is. He has not made a movie in a long time. Again. I think he had a stroke or something. No, oh, no. There's a commentary track on the um, on but, which Blu-ray. I haven't listened to, but I did listen to part of it, and he sounds very old. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I'm also gonna give it five inches to the left. Oh, pretty good. <laughs> or two parasailers who are not <laughs> not actually having sex. Uh, I'm go- I'm going f- three and a half Juds. I lo- I love I love this. It's just this is the kind of shit. This is the kind of shit that we're doing. This is why we're here. Yeah. This is why we're here, folks. Uh, but still not a but still not a good and no. not actually like a, it's not actually a solid thriller or anything. But but man, does it do is it doing something that it's maybe trying to do? I don't know. And I'm gonna give it. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, I'm going four Douglases because right. I think it's uh well four and a half. I'm going four and a half. There you go. Four and a half Douglases because I mean. They're just fucking dripping with sweat. What's it take? Dripping with sweat, and uh, and I'm giving it. We didn't talk. We didn't actually. This didn't come up, but I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Uh, naked bathtub tanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the bathtub. Bruce tank. Willis is driving. Oh, very cutely driving a tank. A tank up her naked body. Now it's now going. It's up, going up into the, the Appalachians. Alps. Alps. Oh no. Oh. oh no. Looks like it fell down there. And then she goes, "How's our submarine unit?" And you don't see anything. He goes, "Oh come on." It's, it reminded tank, me of the tank remember, squirts water on her face. She goes, she goes, mistaken. how's her submarine unit? And you don't, she moves her hand and he goes, oh, come on. It reminded me of that scene in Body Heat where he's, where oh, she's yeah. like, she's like grabbing his dick and <laughs> he's, he's like, like, leave my dick alone <laughs> or whatever. She's about to fall off. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's chafed up because we've been fucking so much. 10 out of 10 naked bathroom tanks. Thank you. <laughs> There's a there's a parallel universe where that movie is a real scorcher. We we may have we may have missed something interesting in in Color of Night because there's I like, know I did we we didn't cover like some we didn't cover the ridiculous shit with where where Leslie and Warren and and her friend Bonnie who's Jane March are watching like another couple in the house next door like yeah. like flirt flirtily chase each other around us anyway and they have a, a whole love story thing there's going a whole on bunch and... of stuff so you just need, everybody needs to watch it. We're yeah. going to forget all about what happened in this movie, so I'm going to need to rewatch it in two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, geez. Well, might as well cap off the podcast Oof. with the, the least interesting movie of the three. Yeah, this will be a rough one. Perfect Stranger, 2007. Everyone has secrets. Bro, wait up. Thanks. But not everyone. You'll never believe who I met online. Knows how to keep them. And his wife has no idea. You threatened to go to my wife? Answer me! It's Grace. She's missing. Oh my God. Grace. Now, it's up to one reporter. I saw Grace a few days ago. She wanted me to chase down Harrison Hill. He owns the biggest ad agency in New York City. To everybody at Victoria's Secret. To expose his secrets. They met online and had one hell of a weekend. And find the truth. I gotta get close to this guy. By becoming... I got into Grace's email account. I think I found it. The perfect stranger. Second, no. Second or third appearance of James Foley on this podcast? Second? S- definitely. I he did mean, fear. fear. Oh, okay. Just second then. Just second. Yeah, yeah. Fear. Uh, so, what to say about this crap? It's not good. 
It's not good or interesting, really. I think, I think it was. It is kind of fun. I, I remember enjoying it a lot the first time I saw it as a bad movie. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. ironically, entirely, fun and, and those charms go away the second time that you watch it. For the mo- sort of. I'll tell you what they went away the first time I was watching Ugh. it. <laughs> this is this is pretty rough. Which was last night, and I. It's like I've been I've been struggling to keep this. Uh, remember, trying to remember what happened in this fucking movie. <laughs> it's like an hour and fifty minutes, and the whole the only real memorable thing about this movie kind of is the twist. Like the only thing to talk about is the twist at the end. Well, yeah. Because it's such a because it's so cheap, it's so cheap, and it's it, so it, it cheap. Like ruins the whole movie. Not that there's much to ruin, but I mean, I mean but it's it, just like whatever logic the movie had going, you go, oh, so it's yeah. that kind of thing that instead of uh, rewriting the rule, rewriting how, how you thought about the movie, like something like right. the Sixth Sense, right? It just makes you go, oh, so none of none so of wait, that. So why was so why did you make the movie that way, you fuckers? Yeah, yeah. It's not like because it's like how people accuse. I think people would accuse something like uh, Femme Fatale mm. or some Brian De Palma, you know, of being. But he's like, there's a logic to those, you know. There's right. like something where you're like femme fatale and it's got this stupid dream logic, but then it's like, oh, the, did it happen? Didn't? Oh, it's happening again, and it works. And this is like uh, just a fucking just a cheat. Yeah, it's just, it's a, just huge a cheat. cheat. It's just like, a huge. We cheat. just thought it would be cool for that to be the ending. Uh, we for some sort reason sort of went back, yeah. but not re- like we, it doesn't. You can't go back and check it all the boxes. It doesn't make sense no. if yeah. you go back. It it doesn't make they sense. Just wanted that the movie it to be the ending made that way, <laughs> but they didn't start with it be, that being the ending in mind. You feel right? Like? No. But yeah. they didn't have an, they didn't have a reasonable red herring for it to be the other thing. Like if it had turned out to be, I guess we'll just skip forward. I don't know. If well, it let's, just, let's, let's, get, let's let's do the just plot do the real whole thing. thing. All right, we'll do, we'll so Halle Berry is this plot. reporter, right? Yep her and her and her Hot buddy her reporter. and her buddy her Giovanni, Giovanni Ribisi, Ribisi. and she's like goes by a pseudonym. Right, that's like some made up thing. Who she's all, they're always like busting, you know, corrupt senators. And he's kind of her guy in the chair, where like yeah, yeah. he does all the research and the tech stuff for yeah. her, and uh, and then what? She's got this friend. Well, she they 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 break this big story about this senator who's like having an affair with this this right. young intern and is you know as he's like an anti he's like an anti gay lobbyist but he's actually he's secretly actually closeted. Yeah. They're gonna break this and then that falls apart and so she's fucking upset. She quits her her job. And, it, and at f- this point, I mean, like prostitution or no, like don't out the guy. It's you know. I guess her. I think it was. I think it was that he was fucking an intern, and it's like yeah, it's an intern. I don't think it had to do with. And her main beef is that he, like, she really goes after him for being like a hypocrite about because he's he's, he lobbies against gay rights. He's he's all about anti-gay legislation, and then it turns out, you know. So I think that was the yeah the thing. I mean, still got your journalism or whatever, but you know, whatever. But you know, I mean, we we all know the reality we live in now, where people are like the president. Sexually assaulted me, and no and, one and cares. Like, so, we mean, don't care. So yeah. this this takes place in you know in two thousand seven. Used to live in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, so she then she like leaves this bar where her and Giovanni Ribisi after they break this big story are like we're getting fucked up, and her editor comes and goes. Actually, your story fell apart, and they're already <laughs> fucked up. So she like There's leaves. A funny scene where uh, uh, this happens in movies a lot that I love, where Halle Berry is. Fucked up. Yeah. She's like, hey, but like the guy who breaks through the news, I don't remember her name. She's like, hey, but how are you doing? Hey, it was a party. And he's like, we're burying the we're burying the story. She's like, what? Yeah. And then she's just immediately like so sober. So like, God God damn it. She leaves the bar, some lady's following her. It's somebody that she knows, and she's like, I got this, I got this lead on this guy, uh, this, Bruce, this famous guy Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. I don't remember the character's <laughs> name, but she's like, "Oh, his name," you know. And she's like, "She's like, what do you want from me?" And so then that scene ends, and she's like, apparently given this lead for this, like, "Oh, you got it." Here's a story about this guy. 
Uh, yeah, he, and he what does he do? What does Bruce Willis do? He's, he's like an a ad guy. guy. He's an ad executive. He's a rich ad he, guy. He owns like an ad. A glamorous ad glamorous company. Glamorous ad company. does ads for glamorous real companies that I think might have had actual deals with the movie. Like Victoria's Secret oh, is right. featured very Reebok. prominently. Reebok. They're yeah. like, what can we do to get you this wonderful Reebok yeah. brand? It's best representation to represent how great your shoes are. Reebok has great shoes, pal. This movie was made to advertise Reebok and because there's they had, they had an idea for a twist ending that's uh-huh. that's fucking dumb and and to kind of talk about this new thing computers oh, and what computers. a problem they might be this is one of those movies this is one of those movies it's actually too late for that too oh yeah it's this very is, it's this very is, dated it can't, this is in 2007 or sorry yeah, 2007 yeah. it's way too late for this kind of movie to be coming out but it's yeah. certainly too late for a movie that's like computers i don't know yeah <laughs> Because there's, like, there's stuff like... Who, who are we really behind well, these screen names? Yeah, do, so, are, are we anything if right? we're on computers now? Doesn't that erode there's our... a long There's a long monologue she gives towards the end of the movie that's all about, that's like all about that. Yeah. I don't know if you wrote it down or if you have it there, but it's fucking stupid. I don't know, but... So her friend gets... Uh, her, friend, her, got, friends end up, her friend ends up murdered. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll you get want, to that. We'll okay. get to that. But her friend ends up ends up uh, murdered yeah. brutally brutally fucking murdered I might add yeah. she like goes to see the body and her face is her swollen face and, and neck she's had a up. bunch of shit poured in her eyes and her yeah. she's like Belladonna she's been well, they don't know it's Belladonna yet oh, okay. but they find out later it's Belladonna and that's the whole plot point and, and it's like shit and so she's like so she's like I'm gonna get who it is I think it's this guy I think Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis maybe I, killed this woman I think she ki- he killed her yeah. and so she gets Giovanna Urbisi and there she so she goes undercover as a temp at his office and <laughs> Tries to seduce him and get him successfully. To, and meanwhile, she's him. also like on online online date chatting with, with him. him. And then meanwhile, Giovanni Ribisi is is like a hacker or whatever. And, and he's, he's also like super slimy into Halle Berry. Yeah, he's like he's like her friend, but also like creepily into her. Yeah. And he's all upset because he had to deal with the breakup where this girl that was just murdered had fucked Halle Berry's boyfriend, and he was all Giovanni Ribisi's upset because he had to deal picking up the pieces of her life after that whole thing happened. And then Halle Berry's also trying to take this boyfriend back, and then he turns out that he was fucking yeah. this girl. Meanwhile, ugh. It's and all, the boyfriend is from CSI. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, man... So it's all all of this revolves around this this girl, and then there keep being these flashes where it's like her as a little girl and some guy in voiceover going like it's bath time, it's bath time. Yeah. Daddy loves daddy loves bath time. You're like, oh, that ain't good. Yeah, yeah. that's never a good sign. So they, and she's good. known this girl. Daddy should not like this bath friend time of, no. that much. This friend of hers, they've known they've known each other since childhood. Right. So her mom is very sweet to Halle Berry, and the dead girl's mom is like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, we were, you guys were so close and. Uh, then there's some there's some so there's forth. some cop some lady cop who's who has like the thickest New York accent in the history of ever. Yeah, and, what are you doing and, over there? What are you doing? And speaking of accents, she's got she's got she's just got like deep dish pizzas, holding deep dish pizzas and hot dogs all the time. What's going on? Hey, I'm from New York City. Speaking of accent, the real the real highlight of this movie, ironically, I might add, is Giovanni Ribisi's bizarre mouth bizarre mouth acting, the, his open mouth mumble acting <laughs> that he's doing, and he's just doing another I like, wish, weird fucking thing. Where I you're wish. Like, that, where does this come from? I was saying to you guys earlier, but I really wish that there there needs to be a buddy cop movie with him and Jeremy Davies, and it can be yeah. called Twitch and Mumbles. Twitch and Mumbles. I would like to see a Giovanni <laughs> Ribisi yeah, has yeah. twins. Yes, with him and G- Der- Jeremy Davies. Oh no, just be two Giovanni Ribisi's. <laughs> No. Yeah. Uh, can Jeremy Davies get the fire Can Jeremy Davies be the guy who's hunting the twins down? Sure, or he could be the chief. 
And Giovanni Ribisi, I hate this is really deteriorated. <laughs> I hate well, the, it's better the, than talking about this movie. One of the most obnoxious <laughs> things about this movie is Ribisi's relationship with Halle Berry because it's one Oof. of those obvious things where it's like he thinks she's hot and she thinks he's funny, but he's a he's disgusting. Funny, pig. She's always laughing, but he's always being like very direct and leering about it. Like, oh, by that dress that you wear, it looks outstanding. Yeah, I see your it boobs. looks good. <laughs> your boobs are real nice. I want to have sex with you. I'm just kidding. I don't love you. It's amazing. It's like he's right here. Repulsive. Yeah. yeah, he's gross, but she keeps having to call him because he's a tech guy, and he's she keeps guy. having like problems where she needs pictures emailed to her while she's trying to spy on Bruce Willis. And yeah, Bruce Willis is like kind of barely in this movie. He shows up and sort of looks smug in a few scenes. And at one point, and he kicks the guy's and ass. Yeah, and then, and then kicks he the finds guy's out that ass. He's, he's a corporate espionage guy. Yeah, and then he kicks this guy's and ass. He's like, "You used to be a delivery boy. I made you rich." Get the fuck out of my office. And then he goes to another nerd. He goes, that's your office now. That's your office, nerd. <laughs> then he wedgies him. I like the scene where they like have the, the, the sort of the date at the bar. Like he's having dinner with these other yeah. people and she meets him at the bar in the restaurant. And he like just gets up and excuses himself from this dinner that he's yeah. having. He comes over and he orders a drink. He's like, give me two of these. these what are they? They're daiquiris. Yeah. kind of daiquiri. You have a, you like a strawberry daiquiri? You like that? I have two of these. They're the best daiquiris in the city. <laughs> God, what, and they, she she starts working for him, and there's this one this like lady that she buddies up with who just uh, tells Says her dirty who shit. just who just tells her everything she needs to know. So she's like, "Look, I know that the people are watching this movie, so they're gonna need to know who all these different characters are in case they need to. They're trying to figure out what the mystery is." Uh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, it won't fucking matter. None of that will fucking matter when you get to the actual uh, big fucking twist ending. So she's trying to get to Bruce Willis because she thinks that he, he murdered her friend. And that's the whole movie, uh, and, then, and she's trying. Yeah, well, she keeps yeah. Put, trying to put spyware in there. He catches her, and he's she like, has I'm gonna the, fire a lot you, of steamy I am conversations with, with Bruce Willis with him, <laughs> now, and with another guy who it turns out is Giovanni Ribisi, right? And then we were having trouble determining if the because okay, so when she types into the instant messaging, she reads it aloud for mm-hmm. the benefit of the audience, yeah. And then when yeah. the pers- when the person responds back to her, it's read aloud by the computer. I think it's just but the it kind of sounds like sounds Bruce Willis. Way too much. Either like Bruce way, Willis. it's not how those things work. Yes, like they don't. It doesn't. There's no com- robot. That was voice, never a thing in the first like, place. It sounds like a robotic Bruce yeah. Willis. It's voice. Like, what, it just makes what are you it, wearing, pal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you finish already? Sorry, pal. <laughs> I got. I'm, I'm only using one hand on the computer, pal. Oh, that's a good one. She goes. I'm only doing one hand. Hands are, my hands are busy, and he goes, mine too. And she goes, ew. And you're like, why ew? You said the same thing. And then a lot goes, of the At time. Least one of them. And there's like a lot of the time that she's talking to it, it turns out that Giovanni Ribisi is the one on the well, other he's the, he's the other guy, right? Yeah. So he's like. And his whole angle is that he's just a creepy pirate. And fucking, fucking, she figures out that it's Bruce Willis because she, he, he because first of all, her friend brought her this info, like this guy, and he's an ad executive, and then she figures out who he is because his his handle on this this chat room is ad x he's like it has to be him he's an ad executive and nobody the other characters in the movie don't question that it's that kind of movie where they go yeah that sounds about right the plot has and they keep referring to him as ad x the whole time yeah that's like a pivotal line at the end is like you were ad x the whole time dun 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 and i remember at this point i was watching i was like who's ad x again which one who was he supposed to be so but anyway so halle berry Basically, gets Bruce Willis 
convicted. Well, can we can we talk about Giovanni Ribisi's uh, sex <laughs> room first? Oh yes, let's do that. Where she she because at the, one point she goes to visit Giovanni Ribisi, and so you're still like not sure Bruce Willis is the murderer, and you think Giovanni Ribisi might be because he's the only other character in the movie. So uh, you're like, well, he it might be him, and then she finds this weird room, and she'd mm-hmm. had him. She he'd asked her to record this thing where she he's she says Miles is sexy and says this sexy stuff. So she hears that coming from a room in his house, and she figures out this secret room, and it's this computer just keeps saying in her voice, Miles is sexy. Miles, Miles is sexy. sexy. He's got Miles it. On, he's got it on a loop. Apparently, he's got like a like a mannequin with a bunch of pictures of her glued to it, <laughs> oh, and like a whole man, wall of her. So, good. so so you go into there and you think. Oh, he's the killer. He's the and killer. then you look at how long, and you're like, oh, no, wait, there's like a half hour left in this movie. So he's not, the, he's clearly not the killer, but this is funny at least. And so she finds the computer and it's got all this weird stuff. And he, he'd had sex with this girl, Grace, before yeah. she was yeah. she was murdered. There's lots of So everybody's had sex that. with this girl, but he's he's got a whole bunch of images of him. He's got a problem with, I guess he's a sex addict yeah. or something. He's she perf. says he's an addict and he's like, oh, a few times. He's a perv and yeah. I don't know, but it's like, and he's really obsessed with Halle Berry. So then he comes home and finds her in there. And you go, oh no, what's going to happen? Turns out nothing. Nothing. She's she. He's just like everybody's got a secret until they find out about it, which is well, yeah, that's the definition I of a guess secret. So yeah, that sounds uh, that seems right. But everybody's but that, got a secret until that, everybody knows what your secret is, and, and then it's not, then a, it's secret not a secret anymore. anymore. And everybody knows by definition. But that. Uh, but he. But meanwhile, while she was spying on his weird <laughs> sex room. Uh, she he fig- he was at the uh, Bruce Willis's ad agency fi- figuring out the figuring out the murder and yes. learning and so it had to do with Belladonna which was poured in her eyes and has dilated the eyes and that's why her eyes are fucked up and blah 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 and meanwhile she gets then she gets uh, Bruce Willis she gets arrested. Bruce Willis arrested for the murder of her friend yep, yep. successfully the fucking basically. the very brutal murder I might say everybody keeps talking I mean she looks her. You see her dead body, and everybody keeps talking about how brutal the murder was, like how violent it was, and it must be this personal. Was, this, that was kind of thing. Yeah. this was rage. This is rage. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Halle Berry did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Spoiler alert. So, so Bruce Willis gets put goes to prison, and then and then it turns out while well, she's giving her speech about that, let's let's oh, do the speech. You want to do the speech? Now? Yeah, because because okay. it happens because then you, it's revealed while she's giving this speech. Yeah, it's uh, it's about computers. Uh, an, in, an invisible, an invisible universe filled with strangers, interconnected online but disconnected in life. It will steal your secrets, corrupt your dreams, and co-opt your identity. Because in this world where you can be anyone you want, you just might lose sight of who you are. Holy then shit! Then it's a shot of a of mirror, her. and she's closing the mirror, and you just saw her pull you this belladonna out of her, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, she did it! What?" what? the fuck so the movie just rips the rug out from under you and goes see she did it because the girl actually it turns out that Halle Berry when she was a kid was being abused by her dad uh-huh. and she and her mom killed her dad stepdad or something stepdad whoever killed him and then Grace the dead woman saw them bury the body <laughs> and has since childhood been blackmailing Halle, Halle Berry. Well, it's a great shot of her seeing it through the window, which they repeat uh, oh, at the very oh, yeah, end of the movie. The we want to make sure yeah, that we yeah, point yeah, that yeah, out yeah. because you see her like it's, see it, and then you're like, oh, she's got a so, thing on her now. So she, yeah, so she, she saw them literally burying the body in their backyard yeah. of this dead guy, and so she's been blackmailing her since childhood, I guess. I guess so. And so Halle Berry found, you know, when she brought her this, when Bruce she Willis brought her guy, the scoop. 
she went about she, Bruce Willis. She went, ah, this is my chance to brutally murder my friend and blame it on this <laughs> and guy. And blame it on this guy. So she she does all that, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Giovanni Rabisi figured out it was I have a question. Oh. Why, did she, why did Grace bring her the scoop at, at all in the first place? I don't I mean, know. If she's blackmailing I her, I don't I know. I think because she had been fucking that guy and she was mad at him or something. Okay, okay. I think, yeah, I think I that was... get revenge on this guy yeah, for me with I your reporter like, skills. I, you could, you, he's got, there's some dirt on him. Find some okay, dirt on him. Okay. He's a bad guy. I got I think that was it. I think it was supposed to just be like that he'd been cheating on his wife or something. Yeah. And Halle Not Berry's that he like, was this is a good way for me to frame you for that for a murder. This is a good way for frame me to that, murder that you. guy for your murder. Yeah. So then Giovanni Ribisi figures out that she was actually the killer. So he shows up at her house and in he's a like, hysterical, hilarious oh. scene explains to her how her plan went down. Yep. <laughs> while she like the plan. while they're like cuddling. Yeah, she's there's like one scene snuggling. where she's like crying in his lap yeah. and he's like, and then you fuck about her body and I put the blood down in her eye and he put the blood in her it was weird because he was explaining it, but I couldn't understand. He couldn't understand him, the I didn't, I didn't really know what happened. It's so then super it, weird. Then it ends up ends in the. That's ki- why I watched stuff with the subtitles. <laughs> it on. Ends in the kitchen, <laughs> yeah. and she's and it's he's a, like subtitles just say mumbles, <laughs> mumbles, <laughs> incoherent mumbling. And she's God like, it's, it's just one thing though, is that what's to stop me from telling anybody? And then she stabs and he, him. And, and he sort of he sort of does a classic like creep sort of like I'm gonna want something all the time. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's creeping up on her. And then he then then the you hear the knife go in and he's stabbed in the heart and she makes it look like he attacked her and then. She's like, oh, we got, I think we put the wrong guy away. Actually, he was the guy who had the belladonna in his pocket and stuff. So yeah. she's setting now him up for the murder of mm. for the for the murder and stuff. And you're like, oh, so Bruce, so Bruce Willis gets uh, is yeah, essentially he's probably going to get he's going to get maybe out of they'll jail. continue their affair. Although then there's another tag. There's a tag at the end. So she like cuddles up next to his dead body after framing him now. And then it like pans up to the window, and there's some dude, <laughs> some, some dude across the way who's like, dun dun dun, who I guess watched the whole thing. It re- really reminds me of that stuff from Ren and Stimpy when like <laughs> Re- Stimpy's giving Ren a bath, uh, a sponge bath, and it pans over, and Mr. Horse is looking in. <laughs> yeah, dun dun dun. dun, dun. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Who was the perfect stranger? Uh, I don't know. Well, they, the they, internet makes you a perfect stranger oh, to yourself, which is why the movie's so because. Because <laughs> the, the movie, internet, the movie's oh. obsessed Computers. with the movie's obsessed with this idea about the internet, and then the twist is that it has nothing to do has with the internet. Nah. Like really? none of it is that it was just a murder. Like the, the internet's in, not the problem. Psychopaths are the yeah, problem. Still, it's these crazy people that people are the who fucking murder problem. People are the problem. Yeah, advertising is the problem. And then don't seem like they're the people that are the murderer throughout the whole way, but then turned out they were the murderer. Yeah, the movie, that's the problem. The, the movie tells you. Constantly that she didn't she didn't do it she's investigating this thing and we see it and then we we never once think oh she's in the murder until the movie goes she but she did it and it shows you a couple clips where he's like here's how she did it and you go I guess <laughs> like, okay I guess that <laughs> sure so I have a theory that this movie would be much much better if it were much much worse. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If it was, because as it stands, you've got this movie where it's just kind of boring, and they're talking on the computer a bunch, and then whoa, crazy twist! I didn't see that yeah. coming. Fuck you. 
But if it had been like, <laughs> if you'd been watching it for an hour and 40 minutes going like, what the fuck? I don't even know what is going on with yeah. this. It's confusing. I, it's poorly written. It's obviously been re-edited. And then you got the same exact final moment of the movie. You'd be like, that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah I don't actually think that the out of nowhere twist is the, is problem. the problem. No, it, it only happens to be the most interesting actually, thing like, about the, the most interesting thing about the whole movie. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck, movie? Yeah, yeah. why do you, what? Why are you doing this? <laughs> but I think late. the problem, I, I hate like, I hate these kind of movies with like the, the fucking, uh, the internet shit yeah like where it's like I about them, where it's, it's like but it's like all these movies were like trying to be part of the zeitgeist and they're like what's what are people talking about computers it's all about what, computers what does the internet and mean? like just none what of it really makes you think though none of these movies yeah, really does. get it you you compared it you said something about the mission impossible computer right shit earlier and like i would argue that that's better because at least it just goes it's like who, the movie doesn't give a shit right the movie like, isn't pretending internet. to Here say anything about Bi- the internet bible but, yeah. bible page but bible these, page internet now. but these fucking movies Joe 316 sure. these fucking movies are like here's how the internet works and here's how it's like twisting our society right, and you're like right. fuck off and then this movie actually literally doesn't care, doesn't about, care that. about that at all it's yeah. like no it was just that she murdered somebody it was her yeah she did it we had that we but wrote the a whole internet makes now. us all strangers to ourselves and what really uh, are we and mirrors and stuff man God, great monologue <laughs> fuck this shit it's pretty dumb the bad the, the highlight is Jeeva and her BC in it honestly because well, how do like, we feel about Bruce Willis in this stuff. movie I, I mean, feel like he's the, a non it might be the most checked out Bruce Willis he's has really ever been which out. is something my favorite my, one of my favorite like, parts I've seen a movie. lot of his recent directed video stuff and he's more engaged in that stuff well because he's in an action scene maybe or because I mean he's at least in the movie yeah he's barely in I mean did we all see Death Wish no No. oh boy (laughs) (laughs) well there's one of my favorite parts in this movie is where he's like on trial this is a man this is an innocent man who didn't do an innocent and also very powerful and very powerful and privileged man who didn't do shit and is being and is in on trial for murder and during the part when like the 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 Prosecutor well, is going Sean. like, here's, uh, here's all of the indisputable proof that says that this man, Bruce Willis. Uh, I wish uh, it was Wallace But he's, he's going like, we have inco- we have incontrovertible proof that this person killed it and this is ruining his life. He will go up the river, maybe get the death penalty, who knows? And it cuts to Bruce Willis having zero expression on his face. <laughs> yeah. Well, because at he that point. Like, like, like the, the camera was just shooting him while he was waiting for craft services to show up or something like that. Yeah. Like he has, he's completely unaffected. At that point, really we're weird. supposed to. St- we're supposed to still think he's the killer at that point, yeah. kind of. Yes. Maybe. So you we're not sub, we're not sub, so it has so if anything, they told Bruce Willis, play it like it's like you're nothing. Like yep, just, just like you've been doing. You're not bothered at all by being convicted of right. murder. Because you're not the killer. Even it's, whether or not you did it, it's just yeah. wouldn't you be kinda like, Oh shit. And this is a guy who's gonna who go was, to jail forever. This is a guy who was hysterically angry a few times earlier in the movie. Right. And yeah. so you're like, wouldn't this guy be more mad? I don't know. I guess he Surprisingly, hates- Color of Night has a for, far more nuanced approach to human behavior than the perfect stranger. <laughs> Absolutely. <of> all <laughs> Ugh. All right. Well, what a piece of shit. Yeah. Perfect stranger. Giving it yeah. one and a half Judds. Mm-hmm. Giving it one, maybe, yeah, one and a half, two Douglases, very maybe, ha- for all the Giovanni Urbisi. Yeah, half-hearted yeah. sleaze, I yes. would say. Yeah. Let's call it one and a half 
One and a half. There's one sex scene in it where Halle Berry has Grace's ex-boyfriend over, and then just sort of starts humping on him. It's like this really half-hearted attempt at graphic sexuality. That's her ex-boyfriend too, though. Sure. Yeah. But it's Grace's Grace's ex-boyfriend also, and she just sort of like they do this sort of like we're kind of having sex where it looks like they're but nobody took their clothes off. Nobody's doing it. Then Giovanni Ribisi is like in in the other room, like yeah, he's just like oh that's fucking great. I'm jealous, but it turned out. Yeah, I'll push it to two for the sex room oh the sex room yeah it's great uh and i'm gonna give it uh five out of five ribald uh chat internet chats yeah boy and there's like three different scenes that are just internet chats like the idea that a movie thought that that was an acceptable thing to put in your movie like well, well, three times you are quite good uh, it had a couple. I had a couple quotes oh. just to, because just to, the, the, it's like a half-assed uh, Basic Instincts yeah. or, or Joe Esterhaus type of script. Like they, yeah. they tried to do a little of the sleaze. So was Color of Night, by the way. But, yeah, you know, I would in, say in Color of Night. Was, I would say Color of Night was like something though. This is sure, like, sure. No, my point is that it was very Esterhazy. Like yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. like oh boy, it's 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 running in that same yeah that same yeah. There's the part where Grace is talking to Halle Berry, and she goes, "Stroke a man's dick, you get him for one night. Stroke his ego, you get him for life, huh?" Great. And then uh, another I mean, part, not wrong. And then Giovanni <laughs> Ribisi is reading some of the some of the texts or whatever they call direct messages. Yeah. And, he, and this is, "I'm gonna fuck you so hard, I'm gonna split you in half." <laughs> and he's like, "Who writes this? Oh, kind who of writes stuff? this kind of shit?" Yeah, the guy who wrote this movie <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Uh, I'm giving it two Juds. I do, I do think that there's it's it's a it entirely any enjoyment to get out of this is entirely ironic. I would have gone, gone to two Juds had it been 20 minutes shorter. Yeah, yeah. Too, way too long. Unacceptable. Like an hour long. fifty. But it is it is uh, the first time that I saw it. I was pretty amused by it. Watching it again, I was like, I can't watch this twice. We were excited for it too. We were like, Oh, this will be a good one. Yeah. And then, ugh, no, you can't watch it twice. It's it's fun at times, but fucking. I remembered it being a bit more like packed with the incident, a bit more bonkers. The movie I wish it had been, you know. Yeah, too much, uh, too many direct messages and yeah. scenes. Uh, I am or whatever. <laughs> that's not. That's never exciting. Watching people good. direct message like uh, that kind of texting and shit. It just isn't cinematic. You can read it out. You can have a computer do a nearly a near Bruce Willis voice for some reason. It's just, you can't do anything. Can't it's not it. cinematic. It's um, yeah, I'm going to give it to Douglas's. It just wants to be sexy, but it doesn't have the courage of its conviction. It won't. It's like, it's yeah. sexy, right? And you're like, well, are you? And it's like, nah, we don't want to. We didn't, nobody wanted to do it, though. We wanted to, <sighs> we wanted to be sexy, but nobody else really wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like Halle Berry was like, nah, I'm not gonna get naked in this, and we were like, wow, we we don't blame you. <laughs> so whatever. Bruce Willis is like, I'm gonna just barely show yeah, up, and I'm like, that's I'm, fine. I'm gonna be sitting most of the time if possible, <laughs> pal. Um, and I'm gonna give it uh, one five thousand uh, pictures of Halle Berry mm. glued up in Giovanni Ribisi's <laughs> secret sex room. Excellent. Uh, I'm giving it one, Judd. I think it's not good. Um. It, mainly just for the for the, for the stupid twist ending, and then I'm gonna give it one. I'll give it one, Douglas, because it's for the sex room. I can't yeah. even go. It's because the, the sex room one and a half because there's some like graphic photos of him having sex, but like that's the only time the I mean, movie just to even have a sort star of, for the slurring voice of Giovanni, Giovanni Urbisi. <laughs> it just sounds only, like a, that's the only time it becomes even sleazy a little bit. <laughs> it's just gross. Is that one scene where you see his gross his gross spunk room or whatever? <laughs> 
It's got to smell terrible just in a there. big wet pussy just waiting to get fucked. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Matt Lynch, everybody. Uh, <laughs> National treasure. <laughs> He'll be here all weekend if your waitress is. Yeah, I had to be good for something. Uh, I'm going to give it one... Uh, Two, one one guy watching out a window. One fucking window guy. <laughs> one fucking window guy. One window guy. One window uh, little girl. I was having trouble. I was having trouble making it through this one. <laughs> this is a, it's like this is where we it really becomes a challenge. Is this Sometimes kind of this, this kind really of does kill us. shit? Well, speaking of having trouble making it through the next one, what are we doing uh, next? Uh, what show? Should we give this a pun name? Well, we're going to understanding. I don't know. It's un. It's three un movies. We're doing unfaithful, unforgettable, and untraceable. Yeah. So, yeah, two of them mm. with Diane Lane. So I'm excited. Un- Underappreciated. Under siege. Ooh, under siege. Bingo. Oh, you that got might it. Be, that might be a little confusing for people. Yeah, who gives a shit? I like. They <laughs> might think we're talking about the movie Under Siege. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll figure something out by then. Uh, also, yeah, like keep uh, rating us on iTunes. Yep. Rate us five stars. We're on uh, Stitcher we're now, on Stitcher so do, now. do it there. We'll probably be on Google Play and some all the other. I'm going to try and get us on all the platforms. So keep chatting with uh, with us on Facebooks or Twitter, Twitter. wherever you can. Suspense we're on, on Suspense, Twitter at Suspense Kills. Instagram, look us up on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And buy some swag. Buy some swag. Buy some swag. We got t-shirts and hats and shit and that kind of stuff. Reach it's out our, to Joe uh, Sharbonic for us. Yeah. Still trying to get a hold of <laughs> Joe want, Sharbonic. We want to talk to you, Joe Sharbonic. We care what you have to say. I want to help you, George Washington. <laughs> Even your dreams are square. Yeah, Joe oh. Sharbonic, call me. All right, so uh, until, until Joe Sharbonic gets back to us, the suspense is killing us. Bye. you feel.